What is Gucci Manucci's? Welcome to the Half Court Podcast. I am Darwin. I got AV behind the camera. And today, today, I got a special guest. I got the brother, Saul Vaca, right? Yep. Okay. Um, Saul is uh, my coworker, good friend of mine, man. Uh, always good vibes. So I was like, hey, brother, hop on the podcast. Let's, let's just have a conversation, man. So welcome to the podcast, brother. Well, thank you for having me. Um, you have a lot of history uh, based on the conversations we had. So kind of just introduce yourself and uh, tell the people where you're from. Well, I was originally born in Bolivia, but I grew up pretty much everywhere uh, mm-hmm. from East Coast to uh, different countries around the world. But for the most part, uh, I think most of my time has been spent between Washington, D.C. and Oklahoma City. Yeah. Because you grew up in Bolivia, right? Correct. Uh, to what age to what age? Um, till I was about 16, and then I moved to Washington. And uh, I remember the other day we were having a conversation, and you said uh, in Bolivia you can live with how much? How many? Well, like a year? When my father was, uh, when he retired, we were sending about $300 a month, and that was more than enough for him. So $300, like U.S. dollars? U.S. dollars. So the average the average salary over there per year is somewhere between six thousand and nine thousand a year. Yeah, you know, so it's pretty yeah. affordable to live. What was it like, man? Bolivia. Yeah. Well, the Bolivia I grew up in is completely different than the new Bolivia that I went to visit a couple of years ago. It's uh, it's changed for sure. Yeah. Um, I think back when I was growing up, it was more of one of those places, just like most of mm-hmm. like Puerto Rico is pretty similar right. to it, where. I mean, all the kids were playing out on the streets, and there was no nothing to worry about, mm-hmm. just about, and it was pretty cheap to live in. There wasn't, you know, there's not that many people that make a whole lot of money, so everything's kind of balanced out to where you, the people you grow up with, is, they're all about your equal, per se, mm-hmm. financially. So you don't see that financial difference like you would here. And, but the new Bolivia, oh, man, that's a... So what has changed? Uh, over the years, what the... Big difference that I've noticed is um, I think narcos, I think, made a big difference. Uh, narcos? Oh, yeah, because uh, Bolivia is the number one exporter for cocaine. Cocaine is legal in Bolivia. It's, the, it's legal. Correct. It's the traditional leaf for Yeet. the natives. <laughs> <laughs> so in its traditional form, the native Bolivians chew on it to be able to get strength, to be able to just work in the, you know, in the mountains and stuff like that. So it's not... It's not something that's frowned upon or anything like that. In its, in its natural form, it's not bad. For it's you. like pure as fuck, so there's not like, yeah. they don't put like no baking powder and shit. No, in nothing. It. None of that. Oh, so do they have like dispensaries that's like kind of like, no. where do you get the Coke? No, From the farmer, go, right? Yeah, you just go to the little farmer's market, pick out a little bag and just start chewing on it. or You, make you chew tea. on it? Yep. You don't sniff it? You, they chew on it or you make tea out of it. It's, it's like a, a, a coca leaf tea, yeah. essentially. Interesting. So man. they don't necessarily use it like as a like, like America like party. Yeah. Fucking yeah. let's get yeah. twacked out and just yeah, yeah, crazy re- re- recreational. Uh, it's, it's interesting, man, because it's like you're probably either the first. Yeah, I would say the first Bolivian like that I know. Yeah, it's not like that many a, of us exactly. So I think that's a good thing because uh, <clears throat> it's like you're you're rare. It's like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so Bolivia, you, and then what's where was Pablo from? Colombia. 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 Yeah. yeah. Colombia. Yeah. So it's there's no relation there or there's no. 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 My brother's name Pablo. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's then, met him? No, no, no. My, his name is Pablo. Too, oh, so. okay. No, but uh, 
going back to what we were talking about, essentially what, what's, what's changed is that um, since the leaf is pretty much you know, free to produce, free to grow, and a lot of the natives even or farmers grow it, the narcos from Mexico or Colombia end up taking trips to Bolivia, and they just stop the, the farmers, and they're like, how much for that truck? And they'll give them $200,000 so on the spot. would you say the cocaine is a big chunk of Bolivia's economy? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah? So what's happened is this little farmer all of a sudden's got $200,000. You know, they, they, they would never see in their lifetime. And then you have this economy that has it, it's created this economy where mm-hmm. you have the average person that makes the average living. And then you have... All these people that are making money either from businesses that came from narcos or money that came from one way or another from this industry. But it's a huge gap. You know, you mm-hmm. have somebody driving down the road on a Ferrari and then the average person drives a little three two thousand dollar car that they spend all their you know lifetime so savings. Over there it's either the high yeah. or the low. It's not no middle. Yeah, there's no middle. It's either you're you're rich or you're poor. There's this there's no defi- definitive middle class like you see here. Right. So, okay. And all the rich are basically narcos and that or from families that did something to do with the narco industry. And Bolivia is not a place where you see like like in Mexico, you see mm. a lot of do- documentaries or even the films mm. that where you see narcos on the streets and, they're, you know, they have guns. You don't mm. see that over there. It's more in the behind the scenes because most of that happens in the forest, in the jungle. And that's secluded. that's what I picture when uh, when you talk about like Bolivia, I picture like forest and like a lot of you know a jungle kind of thing oh, yeah. uh, there's three different uh terrains per se you have the tropic the tropical area which is santa cruz mm-hmm. and then you have the valleys which is cochabamba and then the mountains which is the capital la paz mm-hmm. and la paz, la paz is paz, yeah. up there and la paz is three thousand feet <clears throat> above sea that's, level that's what we were talking about over there in uh, bolivia the the altitude how how it's three thousand feet above sea level it's the highest city in the world so we talk about Denver being like when NBA players just you go to play against the Nuggets, like they struggle a little bit because of the altitude. But that is like what five times the the, the yeah. you know the altitude is the highest. Like Damn. when you, <clears throat> you were mentioning that when you fly, the plane keeps going up right, and up, and you feel up. like it's never never like, ending. Yeah, and then you feel it right away as soon as you get off the plane. You're like. You feel like you can't breathe. Even the cars struggle a little bit to turn on just because there's not enough oxygen to fire up the engines. So, and then same thing with humans. It would take a day or two for you to, to, to get, adapted to, get adapted to it. Like when soccer players from other countries come to play Boli- the Bolivian team, almost always they lose whenever they are playing them. So it's an advantage for Bolivia yeah. like as far as sports goes. Because they don't have time to adjust. They get there and then they got to play basically. Exactly. So. Exactly. So, you were there for how long? Because you said you were till 16, right? So it's a yeah. pretty much 16 years. 16 on uh, and off. Uh, you know, in between. Back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. Uh, but so how, you're, you were born in Bolivia. Born and raised. How'd you, how'd you get your status? To move to the U.S.? Yeah, like how'd you get your papers so and shit? My, uh, my uh, grandfather, my grandfather actually is uh, someone that designed the metro train in Washington, D.C., and he was an engineer at that time, back in the 70s, 80s. And the, his plane crashed in the Potomac River. And when he crashed, he was one of the few survivors because the plane landed right underneath the ice. So even when people got out of the plane, they still couldn't make it past the ice. So when he, he died, he, well, he didn't die. He had a, 
stitches and he was on a coma for a very long time your so dad my grandfather your grandfather so he had to get my grand my grandma had to get an emergency visa to be able to care for him and be with him so that kind of set the, the motions to for my aunt to move and then my grandma my grandma aunt and then her husband and then eventually they s- stayed here and then they got a visa for it and then my you know my cousins ended up being born here and then Little by little, the, the rest of the family started migrating to Washington, D.C. So I'm what you would consider a third-generation Bolivian, mm-hmm. but um, I was actually born over there. But my family's been here for yeah, probably since the 70s. So why did they choose Washington? Because that's where he was working at that time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you first fly in, Washington, D.C., and, and at least in that time, it was, you know, it mm-hmm. was thriving. It was one of those places that it was like New York City, California, that was just up and coming, and there was jobs, and there was all mm-hmm. kinds of things and growth. So they ended up settling for there. And then my family didn't end up getting the visa until 96-ish. Yeah. Um, it took them about 10 years to be able to... Because um, as of right now, you're a citizen of Bolivia, right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, but I'm a U.S. resident, but a, a citizen. citizen of Over Bolivia. There. They don't have dual citizenship, so I got to pick one or the other. And uh, you choose? Well, right now it's Bolivian citizenship in a Do U.S. Do you plan residency. on switching over to a U.S. citizen? I was. Um, what held me back for so long is because my father still lived in Bolivia, and they didn't have dual citizenship. So I knew that his health wasn't the best. So if anything happened, I had to jump on a plane and go. Mm. But now that he passed away a couple years ago, now probably going to make the switch. I just yeah. haven't gotten wait, around wait, wait, to so it. So you can't just hop on. A, if you're a resident... Yeah, if you're a resident of the United States and you become a citizen, you have to give up Bolivian citizenship. So but you can still go, though, right? You can go, but I have to apply as a tourist. Right. What? So how long, yeah. how long do you have, like, as a you tourist? You have to apply as a tourist. Yeah. Depends on the visa and the type of uh, one application. That is interesting. Because were you planning on, like, like, maybe getting some properties or something? We have. Or? My father's house is, st- is still out there, so I still have some business to take care of. I, I don't necessarily see my, you know, me migrating there or doing anything just because, you know, my kids are here and everything. Right. So it's just, but I still kept it because I didn't want to give that up and be able to just, mm-hmm. like my brothers, they're both citizens, but they both have trouble whenever we were leave, going to Bolivia and even leaving Bolivia because they're considered foreigners, even though they're from Bolivian roots. That is mm. <clears throat> quite the case, huh? Um, with that is, yeah, it's a hard one, but I, I think... Uh, the citizen u.s citizenship because like you said it's yeah. your kids are here and yeah. you know um so you stayed in washington for how long um <clears throat> i mean i would say on and off because i went Two. to school there i went to college there and then uh ended up moving to oklahoma when my ex-wife got stationed here yeah and that's how i ended up here the first time so explain to the people the difference when it comes to because the cost of living over there is pretty pretty high oh, so lifestyle, high. lifestyle lifestyle like what's the lifestyle like lifestyle over there in washington and so and the adjustments you yeah. had to make to fucking fit in with this yeah. bullshit over here so <laughs> there's a two part so like the first time that i moved to oklahoma it was back in 90 uh, 2003 and when i moved here you know when i first got here i was like oh man there's nothing to do i was at that what time, year you got here 2003. 2003. Okay. So at that time, I was DJing. I mean, I was, I was having a full-blown career with DJing. I w- had a satellite radio with XM Radio. I, I was 
you know, doing uh, different things, and I had a record deal. So, and see, the, he's one of us, bro. He's he's yeah. all over the place. Like oh, he'll yeah. do every, I'll uh, do yeah. everything. Yeah. So man. you DJ at like clubs or yeah, DJ at clubs and uh, a lot of uh, music festivals or you know that the I mean in the EDM scene. So back oh, then okay. it wasn't as big or popular as it is today. But did you ever DJ at Robotic Wednesday? <laughs> I have actually. Yeah. I know all <laughs> of them. Yeah. I know just about every DJ in the city actually. Hell yeah. That's tight. But yeah, so I've been around that scene even back then. But I, when I first got here, um, you know, I was involved heavily in music and cars. So when I first got to Oklahoma, it was a cultural shock coming from Washington, D.C. I was like, man, there's no cars, there's no nothing. But it's there, you just have to look for it. Exactly. So I started digging in, I started going to the clubs, meeting people, and I found out that there's a good scene here. And same thing with cars. I uh, started going out. And actually, I had a rude awakening when it comes to cars because back then I had a Mazda RX-7, a twin-turbo one. And Classic. I had a decent amount of power. I had modded it, but to, you know, for Washington, D.C. standards, because everything has to be road legal and you have to pass emissions and, and inspections, I thought my car was pretty fast. So when I got here, you know, I show up, and there's cars over there. I was like, man, my car is fast. Let's see what they got. I see these mu- uh, muscle cars rolled up or these import cars, and they were running like 1,000 horsepower, 1,500 <laughs> horsepower. Like and they, yours were at mine, mine was like 550, 600. Oh. So 500 back then was a lot of power in Washington, D.C., but I didn't realize that Oklahoma had a scene of their own. And yeah, Oklahoma is one of the top car oh yeah. motherfuckers, oh yeah. huh? Oh, yeah. Oklahoma yeah. has one of the well, fastest. You, there's a shop, you said, right? Uh, there's a few shops here in that, town. There was one that did like a show or something that we yeah, were talking street about. Outlaws? The street outlaws, yeah. Yeah, oh, Steve O cuts up uh, one of the guys on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I think one of them just had a wreck like a couple weeks ago. That guy that Steve O cuts up, I guess he he was racing and fucking oh yeah. Crash or something. See, that's the thing, man. And then it, it, like with uh, when it comes to the car scene, it's like that's some adrenaline, bro. It's a, it's a, it's some adrenaline, and it's as dangerous because I'm like, man, I want a bike, but it that that's dangerous. Yeah. It's one but of those cars things you too are dangerous, you know. Yeah, you can't make a mistake. Like think That's about how thing. many times you've gotten into an accident or a wreck or a fender bender. If you're in a motorcycle, you you're might done. not be here. There's you're no seatbelt. There's yeah. no seatbelt and so. like the thing with that is like like even if you survive cuz like you're going to get fucked up. Yeah, you're going to get all like your I've seen it. I've yeah. seen it like oh man, like uh, uh, yeah, cool so I, even I, even like going fast, man. That's to me like I have friends that have fast cars and I'm just like they're like, let's let's go for a, what do they call it? A drag or whatever the fuck. I'm like, I guess, bro, let's go. And the whole time I'm just like, man, I want to get back. Cause no, for sure. Because the thing with that, bro, is like if you guys hit something, yeah, your body bro, tends fucked. to fly. So if you're going like 100 miles per yeah. hour and you hit something, your body's going to fly out twice the speed. So you're going to be fucking flying. You like, got to love that shit. Yeah. yeah. So, so are, are, when it comes to the cars, you're... Are, you're into the racing stuff, or what is it that you're into when it comes to the cars? Well, I like modifying the cars. I like taking it from a stock form and then changing it to what I like. I envision every car that I get, and I'm like, okay, I have this vision. This is the way I want it to look, and I want to modify it and take it you know, through the progress. And, I mean, I've been... I, I can't even tell you how many cars I had. I, I was actually counting on the way here. I was like, let's see if we talk about cars, how many cars have I had? And... I think I have, I've had nine or ten. If, yeah. 
if I'm not missing a few of them. So, and throughout the... Each of those cars been, yeah. you've been done, and doing it, something. It, it's more like a hobby. So, I take the car, it's stock, and then I'm like, okay, I want it to look That's like That's expensive, this. though. It is. It does get expensive. In fact, one of my friends were... We just start because the first thing, when you get a car, you want to start... The first thing is the rims. That's, oh, yeah. Wheels, the exhaust, rims. Yeah. You know, and then you, you go from there. Yeah. You got to lower it, and then you're like, okay, I got to get a little more power out of it, and then... Power is addicting because you're like, okay, maybe I can get more and then more and then more. And it's, you start tuning yeah. it and then putting bigger turbos. And it, yeah, it can add it up. Can, yeah, good. man. I, I, I like, the, like, if you go to Puerto Rico, man, you're going to see a lot of, like, yeah. the it, Puerto Rico, they love uh, Japanese cars. So oh, yeah. they like Park your sevens. Corollas, your, like, Mitsubishi Lancers. You're going to mm-hmm. see a lot of those. And it's beautiful because it's like, damn, that motherfucker went from stock to that, like, the yeah. modifications that they put to it, like I go over there and I get motivated, but mm-hmm. then I come over here. I'm like, do I really want to spend money on that? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, do I really yeah. want to spend money on that? Cause yeah. I like it, but yeah. it's like not, not to like my pockets are like, nah, you good, bro. I'm yeah. like, All right, babe, I'm good. I'm good. So Definitely. the car scene was one that you said was a big change. Cause that's what we were talking about. Yeah. The change music, mm-hmm. music was different. Now here, when I first got here, the music scene was, there was a few spots here and there that you would go and you knew it was underground because like, it was just like, okay, here's a flyer, come through. You know what I mean? But it wasn't like, oh, this, this club, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. So when I first got here, there was a lot of spots, and there was a lot of local DJs that were, like, very passionate about the music. You had your drum and bass DJs. You had your house music DJs, breakbeats DJs. And so different genres, and all kind of got together because it was such a small scene. Mm-hmm. But it was nice to be able to see that, that they were... They were just true DJs that were passionate about what they did. Whereas about music, music in general. Music in general. Where I came from Washington, D.C., and over there, the, you know, the hype was a little larger. The clubs were bigger, so the, the, the marketplace was bigger. So a lot of the, the DJs were either there for the money, they were there for the, you know, the women, yeah. or, uh, or drugs, or they were there just because they gave them a title or a fame yeah. of some sort and, or a name that they could just be like, oh, yeah, that's me. You know yeah, I, mean? I used to DJ at this club or whatever. Right. Yeah. So you had different cats that did it for different reasons. But here, it was nice to see that everybody was very passionate about mm-hmm. the music they either produced or the, the, the craft that they did. You know. So you said two, this is like 2003-ish? 2003-ish. So what was, what was Bricktown looking like back then? Bricktown. Do you, man, you don't remember? It's changed a lot. 2003? <laughs> I was in what fucking you were probably time, bro. I you remember were probably 2003. I was probably in the car listening to like one old. How old were you? One four. I don't know. I'm. I don't know. I'm bad at math. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, on the you spot just like tw- that, man. <laughs> you bro, just turned 26. Yeah, 26. So 2003. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back then, looking, back then, back then, I was probably listening to 103, 104.9, like ah, oh, Club Albie, uh, you know, because yeah. they'll Albies. do the remote. Uh, oh, yeah. when, when they go over there and like they'll be on the radio for a little bit, mm-hmm. and so that's probably what I was listening to back what, then. What radio know? station did you work for? I worked at uh, GMU Radio, which is here. By, uh, no, at George Mason uh, University in Virginia, and then XM Radio on Channel Eighty. We had a show called B, um, uh, the Launchpad, and that's exactly what we did. We took DJs that were up and coming, and then we just showcased them to kind of give them a little jump start. That's dope. So we, but yeah. That, How long you did that? Um, I did the, probably the two to three years, uh, uh, my last three years in college and right before I moved here. And when I moved here, um, I actually did it for another year or so before that show ended. And then I just, you know, went to DJ uh, downtown and I was, uh, published a couple, C, uh, a couple mix mm-hmm. tapes as well. And then we were on that. 
But Wait, yeah. did you answer my question? What like what was popping into? Oh the, no, no, today? yeah, no. You, you asked how was Bricktown? How yeah. was okay. Bricktown? Okay. Bricktown when it came to dance music or EDM, uh, the only place that was really doing something was uh, City Walk. City Walk. City Walk. And See, I remember hearing City Walk. Yep. They had a, a a club in the back called Boogie Nights, and uh, there was a couple of DJs that that worked there that all they played was electronic music. So looking around to different clubs, I feel like that was the only one that was kind of mainstream that you were able to go and listen to underground dance music, you know, in a mainstream club. Mm -hmm. Most of the other places were either underground one-time events or just somebody's warehouse that just, you know, they just rented for the night or the weekend and that was that. So, but... Uh, So it's grown, it's cool. I mean, now there's more clubs downtown. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think everywhere now, you go to Norman too, you go to Midtown... Yeah, well, the whole robotic Wednesday thing here in Oklahoma, I think that was big for the EDM people. Cause that was huge. Um, I think before before robotic Wednesdays, there used to be a club uh, called the Church, if I remember correctly. It was on Classen. That was actually a church. Hmm. Uh, if I remember the name of the guy, Jeremy Dawson was actually one of the DJs that uh, put that together. And then Ed Crunk, which is another cat that's around. Uh, but Jeremy Dawson is actually one of the... Uh, uh, it's one of the band members of uh, Shiny Toy Guns, which a lot of people don't know. They're actually from here, from Oklahoma City. Mm. Uh, but they're the ones that did that back in the days. And that was, uh, there was a couple clubs also that, 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 that did their thing back then. But it was purely underground. Like when yeah. you see mm-hmm. you know, videos or clips of underground raids where you, you, know, you get a little flyer and you call this pager. And the pager, you meet somebody and then somebody takes you to another place and they had to kind of check you to make sure you weren't a cop or anything like that. That was like, that's how it was. Damn. Yeah. Awesome. Or organized partying, man. Yeah. Yeah. So no party poopers. And and see, that's the thing. It's crazy how like music and then like cars, uh, bring people together like that. Like there's a a Mm -hmm. group on Facebook and it's called like, um, I don't know what it's called, but they basically, they organize a whole, route around the city oh, and they go crazy they take, huh? they take just, over yeah. in intersections so like they'll block off the intersection and then it'll be a car like two Doing cars donuts in the and just, shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. but I'm like bro that takes a lot of like organizing yeah and then like to, for the people to like show up and like yeah. I've seen some videos man and they go crazy and, like. yeah and, and that's the power of social media and you gotta remember back then there was no social media yeah. so if you wanted to know what, what was going on as far as a party and stuff. or even a street race of some sort you had to know somebody that knew somebody Yeah, and you had to you had to be in the know and they had to know you to let you in and yeah. the scene see those the groups anybody can get in those groups it's yeah. crazy no right. it's crazy yeah Risk it's uh, crazy times man um so we talked about the cars and stuff. Um, are you a cool dad? I would, I would, I yeah. would say so. Because yeah. I feel like you stay young. That's what I like. That's what I like about you, man. You, you stay young. You stay trying new things out. And like, yeah, you're not afraid to do stuff no. in general. So like uh, your son is how old? He's 15. 15. Mm-hmm. And he likes chilling with you and like. Oh, yeah, we work on, on, our, on the car together. And y'all have the same, like, he likes cars, too? Oh, yeah. He, That's he, fucking crazy. Yeah, he, he got the car gene from me. Yeah. Then my middle child, uh, he is more into music. Yeah. And then my daughter, she's, she, she's still, test, still, still trying tested. to figure out yeah. what she, she likes, but probably music is one of her. Yeah. Favorite. That's crazy. So you think uh, you were born, like, with, like, liking the cars, or do you think it was just something that you just saw a car and you were like, I want to customize this car. Like, how did that like 
According to my mom, it started when, at an early age. Uh, she, you know, she bought me a bunch of toys, but I was always kind of driven to cars, and I started learning the car parts, the engines, and what it does. And my mom says she would, I would talk to her and have long conversations about what I was going to do to the car, and she not knowing what I was talking about. And then it, I was like two, just, yeah. you know, two and three. And I see pictures that I have where I had like mountains of little toy cars uh, growing up. So I, I think that passion just came at an early age. Uh, the music, I think, came from my father. He had a huge record collection. Uh, the only thing that kind of was different from his music collection and mine is that his music collection was mostly like classic rock, soft rock, Spanish rock, mm-hmm. or uh, classical music. And she, and he had a little bit of um, disco records, and I, that was the only thing with a beat that I enjoyed. So I was like, "All right, let me pull these records out." So I made a little corner section with all the disco records, and I would always pull, you know, pull them out and play them. And I think that was just a good segue to get me interested in something that was dance related. Mm-hmm. And from disco, it evolved into house music, and then from house music, it evolved into like different genres of electronic music. And throughout the years, I've, I mean, I've, I've, I've liked it all, but I'm always driven towards that genre of music for yeah. some reason. Kind of what he was saying earlier um, about how it attracts all kinds of people. You know what I mean? Music and, I think, and cars. Yeah, that's what it, it drew me to electronic music because you got to remember Washington, D.C. is one of those places where it's a melting pot. You have people from all over the world, literally. Like you could spin a globe, put your finger on it, and you'll probably find a restaurant from that country that's how how you know yeah the, the, how, how much variety there is so i noticed when i was involved in music and i was kind of testing different music styles i noticed that they were very secluded so you had your hip-hop music and you had your very hip-hop underground you know and then you had your top 40 and you had different genres but they were very divided with the you know certain racial profile if you will but when i went to an underground house party or electronic rave of some sort, there was everything, every shade of color. You see and Asians, you see Asians, white kids, yeah, black kids, I mean, kids, you everything. name it, there was there. And they were like the misfits, you know. They were the kids that didn't belong to any other crowd, but somehow felt united by the music, you know, kind of like what happens with cars. But with music, it's more de- definitive. You, mm-hmm. you could see the difference. You know, you could see that all these people did not care. And it's not like when you go to a hip-hop club, everybody's bumping and grinding and everything else, and you have to wear the, you know, the freshest clothes and things like that. You don't have that with house music. When you go to electronic music party, at least back then, you just kind of wear whatever, and then you just dance. And, you know, you dance by yourself, and you... You know, and that was that. You enjoyed the music. People now, had the uh, light the, thing, <laughs> the yeah. glow sticks, the lights. I always picture like just tank tops and shorts and just yeah, it was just colorful glasses, yeah. sunglasses, and like yeah, yeah. I went to a couple of them in Puerto Rico, and it was cool. I went to one uh, that they do, they do. I don't know, they don't do it anymore here, but it was uh, Life in Color. I went to a couple mm-hmm. of those. Well, that's probably uh, like what it evolved into, huh? Because yep. they fucking went crazy, like. Yep. Oh, yeah. And no, it's big. I mean, uh, you get you got your what? Uh, is it Dead Mouse? Dead Mouse. You got your uh, Martin Garrett. Martin Garrett. Yeah, uh, you got youngest, your uh, youngest DJ. Af- Afro Jack. Is like, that what that? Well, the only one I remember is fucking Skrillex. It was Skrillex. Skrillex. He's still. He's still. Yeah. yeah. He's still around. Skrillex yeah. kind of took a dubstep and blew it up to where it is today. Uh, Dead Mouse. He's uh, one of the he's, guys that. Oh, I'm Marshmallow on. too. Yeah, Marshmallow. Like big man. Yeah. These people are big, and it's like. 
Yeah, they don't like right now. I mean, I don't know how the hell they're doing. You think they'd be all drugged out? Because probably, yeah. Because <laughs> you gotta like, bro, you gotta keep that high intensity, like that high energy. Like you're up there in a stage and you're just swinging these plates and, and all stuff. This shit is live, and then you huh? see your crowd, bah, bah, yeah. you gotta be like, boom, boom. Like, is all that shit live? Like when they're like yeah. up there, fucking, yeah, they're actually mixing it right there and then. Or? Well, what they do is they mix the music, and you have to know how to program if you will your music because i mean you could throw records one after another and it doesn't make sense so yeah i think the beauty of the dj is where dj knows how to read the crowd and it's different than with hip-hop or any other genre of music because like a top 40 dj will just play the current hits and and everybody's gonna be you know but with dance music is different because most of the music is usually either underground or it's not mainstream so when you're ever whenever you are actually djing you have to learn to read the crowd and you have to make them feel something. So there's that connection, that feeling, okay, I'm feeling, you know, angry today. So it's, it's going to, my gen, all my set is going to, it's going to reflect that. But you have to rage today. Right. But you have to learn to read the crowd. And I think that's the biggest difference from like old DJ, old school DJs and new school DJs. Old school DJs had that craft. They were able to read the crowd and put the music and build a, a sound, um, like orchestra if you will with different songs that they put together it's not it wasn't just throwing one song after another a lot of the new djs are kind of like that i mean if you notice nowadays Shaq is a dj Mm -hmm. snoop is a dj so what you're saying is like uh, a real dj cuts like certain little parts from this one from this one and then mixes it all correct to be one it's creating um a sound uh an emotional and creating different emotions through sound is the best way i can describe it because with dance music, if you think about it, it's mostly boom, 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 boom. It's just a beat, right? Um, so where the skill of the DJ comes into place is to be able to build a, a musical scheme, if you will, for an extended period of time that it's not going to get you bored. Or yeah. be like, okay, I'm tired of this song. I don't know if you, if you notice when somebody plays salsa like for two hours straight, you're like, oh, my God, I can't take it. Yeah, yeah, switch it, switch it. You know what I'm saying? But when you're doing house music, you can't change it. So you have to be able to build that and be able to connect. Those parties are usually, what, two hours long? They can go from two hours to days, really. Those are, yeah, bro, like, those are, it's cool, bro. I fucks with it. Like, I haven't been to one in a cool last minute, and I'd be down to to go to one because it's a... The energy, the music, the beat, yep. everything. I think yep. it's, it's, it's a unique experience. I, I think it has to do, um, it's more of that tribal connection that you have with your, with your like if you think about it, like a lot of, uh, a lot of um, tribes back in, you know, ancient times, they all chant. They had that, you know, that chant, that boom, 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 boom. Like, so if you think about it, it's embedded in our DNA one way or another. Like our ancestors... Had what do they call them? Uh, como danzas, like the, yep, yep. the matachines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, yeah. The, yep. yeah. they all do. Like they became dancers. Yeah, yeah, they. Yeah, I mean, if you go to the, um, I think it's Bali. They have like a ritual. Like uh, they'll greet some tourists and they do like that a cool little dance. Like they have like white uh, things and like mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's yeah. cool. It's cool. Like they yeah. they go down. Yeah. You know, think Native Americans do it. I mean, every culture you can think yeah. of, like in their most mm-hmm. ancient form, they have some sort of tribal beat and drum kick drum beat, mm. you know what i mean so it, it in a way i feel like it connects you to 
some part of you that is embedded in your DNA, you know what I mean? And then you just add the, the, the different sounds that just make you feel different things. So that's why I felt such a good, strong connection with electronic music because it connects you in a different way than any other music does. Mm. It, you know, like it's not like house. It's not like it doesn't have table. words, right? And most right. of it doesn't have words. No, it's just it, it just builds up. It's, it's just a yeah. buildup of sounds and emotions that it makes you feel. And, you know, growing up, I was like, man, this gives me the chills, you know? So you know about sound. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you think about the whole 40, like uh, 440 hertz and then 442, if, that, <laughs> if you know about that whole shit? Man, yeah, I've I don't heard, know about that. I've heard about it. So it's supposed to be some uh, a frequency that is supposed to connect you in a different level uh, mentally of some sort. And, and, you know, but no, I haven't, I haven't done much research on it, to be honest with you. Okay, but I've I've seen YouTube videos where you you, you could play that for an extended period of time, and it's supposed to just relax you. Yeah, so basically, like uh, the X X Tentacion, he has a video where he's talking about, it and he's talking about he can basically control the way that people feel and the way that people. And then the guy, uh, academics, is actually interviewing him. He's like, "But what do you mean?" He's like, "Literally through the sound waves, bro. Like if you listen to the music at four hundred and forty, it's like you feel more." Uh, uh, like um, you'll feel weird, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And if you listen to it at 4:42, it's like more relaxing. And then they even have a That's uh, so weird. Uh, yeah. They have like a video where like it's an app where you switch it on and off. And yeah, it does sound you different. Can, I mean, I don't know how true it is, but I'm like, it's true because it it it, it does something to you in a psychological level. Um, like a lot of people don't realize this, but colors have the same effect on people. Yeah. Like for example, whenever you go to a jail and they have like a um, a jail cell of some sort, and there are specific colors for a reason. They're supposed to calm people down, and they're supposed to, you know, get you know get you in a calmer mood. Um, same thing with uh, different smells. It smells trigger different things in, in your in your brain. Um, there was something that I saw too that like even the taste, like ice cream, is a very very strong taste. Like ice cream will bring uh, memories from people from their childhood. So, like, there's even um, something in the, in the military where they give mm-hmm. the troops ice cream to be able to, to you get them to feel better, you know what I mean, about whatever mm-hmm. they're doing. So, taste, smell, and sound are very powerful. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, that is uh, interesting as hell, man. All that. And I didn't even wild, think bro, about it. That's how I basically, I'm going to get on my Eddie Bravo shit, but that's how they, like, control us. Like, because <laughs> through sound, bro, like we listen to music, everybody listens. To We're it. like hypnotizing so, shit. Speaking of which, so when I worked at the radio, GMU radio, I learned a little bit about commercials. Now, my radio time actually goes back to when I was in Bolivia. When I was a kid, my mom knew that I enjoyed uh, uh, making uh, music and doing all this kind of stuff. So she got me uh, to go to the radio station after school to learn things. And back mm-hmm. then, like they didn't, there was no digital stuff. CDs were the closest thing to digital. Everything was either records or they had the real tapes. Mm-hmm. So whenever you had to clip you know, sounds together, you literally had to grab a real tape and then cut it oh, and stick it together. Kind of like you do on a, on a digital, on a, on yeah, a, yeah, yeah, on but a program, actually, um, yeah. but actually cut the tape. But believe it or not, actually uh, back then, whenever they did commercials, they did sub- subliminal messages. So like, for example, even in a digital form, you can record something that says buy more from Target, buy more from Target, and then, you know, stretch it out 
put it on top of whatever your commercial is, and then you change the frequency, and you will not be able to hear it like just by listening to it. <laughs> See, but subliminally, it's there. So they do that, and they they've actually banned things from doing that because it's frowned upon because it will trigger subliminally to, for you to do something, whatever the message is, or whatever commercials that they're trying to come across. So they've actually banned that. But there's even uh, there's videos where you can actually play records backwards that will have Say different messages shit. Yeah. yeah so that's the thing you could you can manipulate the sounds the very same way you could do pictures yeah. the very same way you can and do i mean videos. if you really listen like think about it for example like travis scott that's a bit that's a perfect example i'm pretty sure if travis scott just raps and it's cool but what makes it cool is that he's a he knows how to engineer his voice to sound like squeaky where he wants it yeah. or like that's what makes the fucking whole orchestra, you yeah, know, go yeah, crazy. makes him top forty yeah. music in general is like that. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, is it me? Uh, it feels a little cold in here. Does it? Yeah. Do you feel cold? I'm good. I don't know. I feel cold. It. <laughs> but um, <clears throat> speaking of like uh, hypnotizing all that good jazz, uh, uh, I was I've been watching a lot of uh, conspiracy theories, and I should get stay away from it. Uh, <laughs> but there was one that said that. Uh, the CIA has some method to hypnotize you. Like, if they want to get somebody to kill somebody, they have some method to hypnotize you. So, like, for example, uh, they were talking about the, uh, what, what's the name of Kennedy's brother? Um, that he got assassinated. J.F. Kennedy? No, no, not the, oh, his brother. the brother. Okay. So his brother got assassinated by a guy. He, didn't, he doesn't remember. Till this day, he's rotten in jail right now. But he, he supposedly doesn't remember, and they say that it's uh, all a CIA thing. Um, do you think that's a, a thing? I don't know. I don't know, man. These these people. Yeah, I mean, there's all all kinds of conspiracy theories. I mean, when we're at work, yeah. we talk about the Mandela effect. You know? Yeah. T- talk about that. The, the Mandela effect. Mandela effect. So Mandela. That's what effect. I was telling you, Av. The Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Okay. So yeah. Mandela effect is. I, I, do you know anything? I about don't it? know anything so about it's it. It's called Mandela effect because um, if you know who Nelson Mandela is, right? No, no. no. So he he is a, a a political a political figure in Africa. Okay. Uh, kind of like Martin Luther King, you know, is in Malcolm that realm. Hanks, yeah. yeah, in that realm of, of, of people. Okay. So a lot of people in history know that he they think they remember that, that he died in jail. And then the other the other half of the population uh, remember that he died of natural causes. So there's you know, two stories. Two stories. It's it's it's, it's one of those things that you're like, um, oh yeah, I remember this, but you know that that's not how it happened. Um, so there is different websites that actually have been triggering um, the different Mandela effects, or have been uh, um, what is it called? Just gathering all the Mandela right. effects that they can think of. And there's some crazy ones, like for example, um, so imagine something that you remember vividly. Yeah. Like, right? Growing up, you're like, okay, yeah, that's how I remember it. And then you get shown a video and you're like, wait a minute, that's not how it is. My whole life, I thought it was this way. That's what a Mandela effect is. Like mm-hmm. Looney Tune. Like, that Looney was one he gave me an example. And I was yeah. like, I remember it with, uh, with the two O's, Looney Tunes, not the T U N E. And it turns out it's with T U N E instead of T O O. And this whole time you thought it was. I was like, what? Yeah, that's the Mandela effect. Yeah, there's some crazy ones. I was like, what? Yeah, so check this out. So, Star Wars, right? What's the most iconic phrase from that? Luke, movie? I am your father. Right. Right? Yeah. You see it on T-shirts? Yeah. I mean, you even automatically yeah, recall yeah, it. exactly. So, if you go back and play the movie, 
doesn't matter if it's old school VHS DVD. It doesn't matter. He didn't ever says that. <laughs> no, dude. He says <laughs> no. no. He says no. I am your father. So that's <laughs> oh, so where does the loot come from? Like. Who the hell? Are, you, are you serious, bro? Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop playing, man. So, I'm gonna like, call my sister right now. She's a Star Wars geek. She I, is. I, 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 yeah. 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 She is. There's, there's, uh, there's ask so her that. Ask her that question. That's perfect. Uh, let's see. Ask her that question. Hopefully bro. she answers. There's so many of man, them. Man, uh, yeah. Put it close to the mic on speaker. Let me see. That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Luke, I am your. F- it's no, I am your father. No, I'm your father. I gotta watch it. I'm not a big Star Wars fan, but I do remember that. Like, oh, yeah. it was hey, history. Lizzie, I'm on the podcast right now. Hey, what's up, Lizzie? Okay, so I, you're a big you're a big Star Wars geek. Uh, what does uh, what's the most iconic line from that movie? There's a lot of them. Oh, <laughs> uh, the okay, one from well, Darth the, Vader. The, the 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 one that the most like people probably would say is uh, the Luke. I am your father. Is that what he says, Luke? I am your father. Oh, oh she's a nerd. See, she knows. <laughs> a nerd. But but do you see do you see that? Like you remember being something else. She remembers something else. You remember something else. Yeah. yeah. That's what a Mandela effect that's, is. That's because we were talking about the Mandela effect and he said that that was one uh so yeah, I just wanted to see because I was like, no fucking way. Everybody says Luke, I am your father. For real. But he yeah. says you can watch the movie and he never says that. <laughs> See? Uh, okay, that's cool. Dope. I just wanted to thank you. With Star Wars geek. So, <laughs> All right, bye. that is yeah. <laughs> Love you. Um, what was the other one you were gonna There's say? There's a few of them. Um, another one that's pretty. Uh, so see, that's trippy as hell. That's that, trippy that, as hell. So. I, what What's that uh, movie? Uh, Something of the Lambs, or you know the where Hannibal Lecter. I'm one of the phrases. That everybody remembers is Hello Clarice, right? I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. I've never seen Mm-mm. it, but it's probably a little I'll older. look into it because I'm about to look but, into this. <laughs> so Hello Clarice is one of the, another iconic phrase in Hollywood where Hannibal Lecter, you know, whenever he sees this girl, says Hello Clarice. Everybody remembers that movie for that phrase, but he never says that. Mm. He says, hello, uh, good morning, and that's it. Um, another one is... Uh, so why do people do that? So It's a brain. It's a brain thing. It's, no. So is it? Here's the thing. There's multiple... To me, it's like... Yeah, there's multiple... Um, is what you multiple remember. Multiple theories. So, but it's weird because, you know, how can you divide... Like, where did an, I get an the... entire world population that remember one thing and then you have another one that remember something else. So a lot of people talk about government, the, you know, conspiracy theories where they've changed the... The, the 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 past and the present and things like that. Um, looking online, I saw a lot of um, time travel uh, conspiracies where time travel is well, it's, it's a thing. Tell them this one. So, if you go to space, right? You travel to space. Oh yeah, that was an interesting one too. If you're an astronaut and you go on space to work on you know uh, satellites or whatever the case might be, so Earth travels around fourteen hundred miles an hour, give or take. You're Satellite has to travel faster to be able to keep up. Okay. But because you are traveling faster than the speed of Earth, you actually age differently than when you were on Earth. So those astronauts are, was it two or three seconds uh, younger than someone that's on Earth? 
How so. many seconds? Two or three. Two or three seconds. It might be. That a, don't even yeah, make yeah. no fucking difference. Yeah. Look at yeah. it. But still, like, motherfucker, I'll be three seconds younger yeah. than you, man. But, but think yeah, about I'll it. I'll take it, yeah. shit. And think that in perspective, though. So if you ever travel fourteen or fifteen hundred miles and shave three seconds of you know your the way you age, just multiply that times maybe three thousand miles. Okay, that's six seconds. Or imagine traveling faster than the speed of light or sound. You know, mm. breaking the sound barrier. Yeah, it can make up. a big. It, it adds up. It can make yeah. a difference. Yeah. Problem is that our genes can't stay together long enough when you start breaking, going faster than the speed of sound. So that's the problem. So, so is that whole shit Elon Musk is doing gonna work? Uh, it's he's definitely in the right direction, but I don't think. Man, I think. We don't have enough technology yet. We're getting there with SpaceX and what he's trying to do. He's teamed up with NASA, but I think we're far away from that because yeah. we don't know what the fuck is up there. Well, that's a, what the conspiracy theory talks about. It talks about um, that time travel, apparently it's a thing, and it's been around for a while, but it's been tested by the military. And every time that somebody travels back and forth or however you know, it happens, it creates a ripple in our reality. So every time something like that happens, so every time somebody changes something so drastically, it creates a Mandela effect. At least that's my theory, because that's the only way you could explain that, you know, something, you know, like a movie scene or something that everybody remembers can change, you know, like, just like that. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a couple of them. True. Hell. Um, what is that movie with Forrest Gump? Uh, uh, is it? Uh, life. Is it Life? What's the sentence on the, the phrase? Do you, you know it? The what is it? On, uh, is it Jenny? Is it Jenny? No. Life is like a box of chocolates or life was like a box of chocolate? Life is. What are we saying? I don't even know what the fuck we're talking about. We're that talking movie. about a movie. The, 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 the movie. <laughs> the, is it the one that uh, Run Force? Run Force, yeah. The, the Run, for, the Forrest, Forrest Gump? Gump. Yep. Yeah. What line are we talking about? Forrest Gump? The, the, the most iconic. The iconic line. Love You, Jenny? No. What, what are we talking about? <laughs> Life, like when he, oh, life's he like a, like life's like a box of chocolates, right? So, which one was it? What were so the cho- two options? It's life was like a box of chocolates. It's not but like it, like, but is? everybody remembers life is like a box of chocolates. Because I, I think even the WWE when they did the whole recreation of movies, mm-hmm. I think they said like. That's crazy. See, now nah, <laughs> we gotta <laughs> stop this, man. I'm over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that is man. There, yeah, there's a what bunch of true? them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Another one is like we were talking about JF Kennedy when he got assassinated. Bro, so, that one. Oh my god! Like I was. So I'm brain fucked at so this point. So JF. So apparently, when he got assassinated, a lot okay, of people ask, remember. Okay. JF Kennedy, right? Yeah. Let me ask you this. I'm gonna keep brain fucking you even more. <laughs> uh, you know, he got assassinated. Okay. The limo. Yes. What do you remember? From the limo and who? How many people were on there? I know his wife ran away because there's a picture where it says, <laughs> "Right." <laughs> I know that she was dipped. Yeah, okay, but, so okay, okay, so I, his wife, right? Uh, yeah, and then the driver, and maybe I don't know. Not, so I, total, I like what you can remember? How many people? Four, total? Four, maybe? four people. Four okay, people. that's what I remember. That's what I remember yeah. too. So yep, but when you look up, you can Google JF Kennedy. It was just him, his lim- wife, limo. and the driver. No, you'll see that there's six a people, limo, like six people. Yeah, there's a limo with three rows and six people in it. I thought it was a two-row limo, but it's a yeah. three-row limo, which I was like... So do we, that's just shit that we assume. We just well, automatically we, assume. And we, we, we oh, see, and that's my biggest... If I go to a therapist, that's what he's going to tell me. You assume a bunch of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like, when he asked me that the other day, I was like, I remember 
two row, and it was four. It was Kennedy, the wife, uh, the mayor or, or government, the mayor, and the ma- mayor and the driver. Yep. But it turns out it was a third row. So it was a three row limo, and there was more people there, like six people. So I was like, what the fuck? Where did I get this? Like, but you get what I'm saying? Like, when it, where it gets more mind blowing is that if you look up different museums throughout the country, every single limo was, rep, it was a replica down to the clothes, the color, everything. Every single limo in every museum, four people. That's crazy. Two rows. I wonder if they did it because they couldn't afford to <laughs> get all the people and shit. Like, that, hey, yeah, that is, that is uh, yeah, that's trippy. That's one of like yeah. the, the trippiest things. So. Nobody really knows where it stems from, you know what I mean? Where there is time travel and it, it creates a ripple and, you know, our, our present or whatever the case might be. See, or, or the government. That's I like conspiracy theories because it's just like you. I think you just never know what happens. You know, it's just like it just keeps you like On questioning. You I don't know? know. Like with that type of stuff, I feel like it's kind of like um, the way our brains been set up. Like you said, from colors and. I don't know that we start tripping, bro. Like we, yeah, <laughs> we don't yeah. even know what the hell is um, going another on. Another one was like the 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 moon landing too. Like, yeah, why the hell did we have? Like, is it is it not possible for us to go to the goddamn moon? Or, like to this day, has somebody like, like, made what, it to the, the moon? whole take that they just took a picture of the Eddie Bravo thing that he talks well, about? Well, that, that was one. Like, okay. and then like uh, there's they're saying that it was all staged and like because the president, which is John F. Kennedy. He promised within a decade that they were going to go to the moon. But it turns out that back in the day, it was like the 60s or something. They didn't have the technology to, so they to, make, to, us? to make the rockets. That's, what, that's one of the conspiracy theories, right? Well, another thing is, too, Russia had the technology. They had the know-how. But they were in this war to who got there first. Yeah, that's, that was so the thing. the U.S. was like, we got to get there first. So they were like, all right, we're going to do everything within our means to be able to make it there. Whether it happened or not, you know, whether they stage it or not, I mean, it had to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> there, it's a, I'm telling you, it's a lot of crazy things because, first of all, they didn't have the technology. It was still, NASA was still struggling to launch these rockets. They launched about, what, fucking six, seven, eight rockets, and they're all flying crazy and blowing up. And, like, yeah. it, it was just a failure. So, like, three years, they had three years to, to, to deliver before the promise you know, a decade, 10 years, they had three years to deliver and the fucking NASA was nowhere near close to building that technology to get up there. You well, know, we still had pictures and the event happened basically. Right. Yeah. But there's, you can lot. see videos. Like if you look at video footage, I think the, the telltale sign as to what most people kind of hang on to as to call it a conspiracy theory is the flag. If you look at like a flag cannot move in the vacuum of space. So when you look at the videos, you're so like, the flag is supposed to like if, if stay it, still, stay still, right? But in the because there's no wind, it moves, and they're uh. like, wait a minute, how, how is this flag moving? You know what I mean? You're in a vacuum of space. So that I think that's what conspiracy theories use to be able to hang on to that theory that we did never made some it to the CGI movie. shit. Well, they didn't have CGI back then, so they, it was probably some room they staged everything. They made it look like it was the moon. Some video, some old school video, and yeah, just a lot of people say it was in a studio, bro. That's yeah. wicked. Yeah. So it's like, ah, 
Why? I mean, uh, those things right there, like it's they're fun, but it's like we have no control, so it's like I, they're they're just fun, you know? I just, like, yeah, exactly. Fun. That's the, that's the main reason why. I look even into like it. when like when it gets like the whole entertainment business and shit, when it gets to a certain level, like. I am a true believer that you have to get censored. Like, mm-hmm. like for example, Joe Rogan. I love Joe Rogan, and that's the homie and shit. Nah, but <laughs> I, I feel like when like there's certain shit that they that he well, can't talk about. Well, I like, think there's certain shit that he his platform is too big to where he would I, like. I think uh, that's what I analyze with Bad Bunny. Like Bad Bunny was a, you know, growing up in Puerto Rico, you want to make it. I feel like that's why Alex Jones, people look at him crazy because he just says whatever. Yeah, and then I think Bad Bunny changed drastically because once you get to a certain level of fame and, like, recognition, Mm -hmm. I feel like you get to that level where you know too much, where you know, like, I didn't even know this was a thing, but in Hollywood they have a Scientology. Have you heard of it? Mm -hmm. That's a whole different mafia, bro. I was like, what? (laughs) That, it's a church. Oh yeah. So I mean, this, these these conspiracy theories are fucking me in the brain. Where I'm like, whoa. You like, have the Illuminati, so, so, Scientologists. Yeah. So it's like uh, that's what happened with Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny was excited to become famous, to become a rapper. But when he got to that level of fame, of and power, knowing shit, mm-hmm. power, right? Of knowing shit. I feel like that's when he changed. Like he's more woke and like ah shit. Like this ain't what I thought it would be. And that's why he's like more distance. He's not too much on social media anymore. And he's, he's, he's like, fuck. Have you guys yeah. ever looked up the videos? Kyrie is one too. Have you Ooh, ever you know, seen videos? Kyrie Irving? Have you guys ever seen videos of like different artists that are involved with Illuminati? And like, yeah, I've seen how them. They, they take, take them apart and it show you like different cues that you see that you would never notice by looking at the video. Like somebody turns around and there's like a Masonic. Symbol in the back Yeah Well I mean uh, Jay Z is like the, the His whole thing Is like All just like uh, About the Like he triangles, says it the Triangle The old CNI and, Yeah And yeah, every like video uh, And they're there But you don't see them But then whenever They start kind of Freezing the frames And you're like Oh What, what is that That's a Satanic That's Illuminati I mean uh, Bad Bunny He did a, a music video And, and It was uh, He was all chained up With fucking They look like devils to me so he was all chained up and like I was like, what the fuck? Is and to this? be like, honest, if you like within the hip hop, the hip hop community, if you see a lot of their videos are like demons and even if you listen to the lyrics, like a lot of them say they're fighting demons and shit like that. So it's like, uh, I don't know. I, I used to not believe that there's people that I thought everybody was kind of like me. Like you just want to be a decent person and you know there's a god and shit. But it's like, no, some people really will pray to like. The death and like the, the, I mean they got yeah the satanic, devil and shit like uh, what the churches fuck? and stuff like that no it's crazy yeah I think and, there's and even even videos that you would never think that would have some sort of message like that there's a Justin Bieber I mean a Justin Timberlake a music video mirrors I don't know if you ever but seen but who it. comes up with that like I don't know you know like is it like do they do really you think it's like the artist because like um, there's certain messages like that are there so who comes up with that shit like. You know, yeah. well, I, I would is say I, I would is say it? that, like, for example, like if it's a big artist like a young boy or like a Juice World, like somebody that's like uh, like that, they have the label. So the label really is the one that finds the director, the Make producer. Sure we get this in, so like, the director is the one that's coming up with the whole vision. So it's like I think it comes down from the like from up top. 
up top, unless it's an independent artist that can just come up with his own script. Like N7 and PWAP, they just shoot their videos and then they send them to Empire and then they'll distribute it. Do you right. think the artists kind of play along with it? Or yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like when the artist signs, they're already basically they do whatever like Birdman tells them or you know whatever mm-hmm. like they they're stuck to their. That's why depression is such a thing. I I, I believe in hip hop because we were talking these, about that at work. Remember? These young kids, they sign the label, they sign to the label, and then they're just after they see how much money their music's generating and how much they're getting they're like ah oh, fuck i'm getting fucked right now and so. then not only that they, you're getting fucked and you have to be a puppet like you got to go to this interview yeah, watch yeah. out what you say yep. you got to go to you know like all these crazy things you got to watch out what you're saying and like it's it's crazy man like the same with hollywood bro like like kodak black is probably more peaceful in jail than he <laughs> well that's, oh, that's, that's what he always goes back because he's like fuck <laughs> yeah this. The same with... Uh, Could you imagine, though, like if somebody came up to you and, and offered you like all the money in the world? And, and then to them, not just the money, like they give them like fame. weed, whatever well, drugs you fame. want, whatever women, like everything. Well, just okay, imagine if they gave you me. money and yeah. fame. Like what would you do? Like, you're like I'll give you all the money in the world and all the fame in the world, but you have to do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and that. I think it's all like... You know what I mean? Yeah. But see, some people, well, I don't... I, I think some people don't, don't have like their... Uh, like what let's, would say, you do? let's say a, se- a seventeen-year-old young boy, like he doesn't have his whole fucking morals and ethics and all that shit in line yet. He's just or, like, man, fuck this. I'm trying to. Or let's take it a step band, further. Though. Let's get take it a bag. step further. What about if they say, okay, I'm going to offer you all the money and fame, but you have to convert and you know praise Satan? Yeah. See, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I mean, but I can see where people just fall for that yeah. shit. Yep. Uh, yeah. and, but they're gonna regret it. I th- I believe. I mean, if it's not something that's not I, me, I, I don't. I feel like if it takes your peace away, it's already too much. And I feel like with that, me personally, I would be right like, there. I would feel bad all the time. Like, what the fuck? I'm right. really praising oh, to. The, what if you just get dragged into it? Like, you know, that happens. You know what I mean? Like, you become like Michael Jackson. Like his fame yeah. is just like. You know, it grew exponentially before he could even yeah same make, with, a, uh, make a decision. That's why, like, yeah. I don't blame Justin too Bieber. Much. I mean, that's Miley kinda... Cyrus too. I mean, she was Hannah Montana. She blew up, and then she had a transition into this hip hop star. That's why she fucking did some crazy shit. She was twerking and doing all this fucking. She was trying to smoke. be cool with the whole. She was trying to crowd fit it, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, listening to her podcast with Rogan, like you can see the the level of maturity and how she's learned and like. It's like, and I mean, somebody like that, I feel like is gonna as as long as they want to change, they're gonna be where way more valuable than somebody that hasn't gone through some shit. Because like she can tell you all, she went through like depression, and then now but that's she, what Hollywood you know, does, like, bro. That's that's it's that's, like a, that's that's why I'm glad I stayed uh, in yeah. Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because I, I at a certain point I wanted to go to L.A. and Me I was too. Like, well, I moved back to D.C. Kind of like our, back to our story from earlier. Like I've. I, I was in D.C., came here, and then, you know, we were talking about the cultural shock mm-hmm. that we were experiencing. Yeah. And then after a few years, I decided to move back. So fuck this shit. And <laughs> Yeah, and one day I was like, all right, you know, my family's there. Why not? You know, my ex-wife had moved back over there, and then my kids had, you know, gone over there. So I was like, I don't have anything here. Let's just move. So I moved back, and I realized, I mean, I had been here from 93, I mean, 2003 to about 2006 or seven, roughly. And that small amount of time made me realize how different a big city is. Uh. Like having the dual, you know, 
exposure, yeah, it wakes you up. You're like, you get there and you're like, what? It takes me an hour and a half to get to work. Yeah. Really? Why is everybody walking like this? Like, I t- that's what it feels like, like, huh? Yeah. Like, I'll tell you my experience. So, when I moved back, I was riding my electric bicycle to be able to get to work in 22 minutes because it would take me an hour and a half to get to work. So. Keep that in mind. Just to be able to get an hour and a half of my life every day, I would ride my electric bike to not be in traffic. So when I moved to Oklahoma, I was like, well, I'm never going to use this bike again, so I need to do something with it. So one day, first weekend I was here, I went to Hefner to ride my bicycle. Nine and a half miles, I rode it. I kid you not, every single person that walked by me said good morning or nodded. (laughs) I would have the same ride nine and a half miles to get to work in dc not one person ever said to me everybody's too busy i think that's what it is because too much turbulence bro that's what it is everybody's just i gotta get to work and like yeah it's a busy and i mean let's not go too far like for example you can put yourself in a like here for example if you go to a busy bar or like uh you can get a small dose dose of that you know Mm -hmm. there's cities that are like that, but everywhere you Everybody fucking walk, it's like, oh own. shit! Like, here's another experience too. Um, I had taken, you know, I had just moved back to DC. I wanted to take my kids in the metro because my grandpa designed it. So I was like, hey, this is your grandpa's work. I gotta blah, blah, take blah. Y'all can keep So I went back and I was like, all right, I'm gonna take you on a metro ride just so we can see what it's like. You know, your this metro yeah, yeah, train. Yeah. And Coming from Oklahoma, you're so used to saying, hey, good morning, hi, or nodding to somebody when you're walking by them. That's just something that you do here. I'm walking in the metro, and I'm saying hi to people. And mind you, I had my two kids, and they were like probably like three and four. And every person is like looking at me like I'm looking like at I want you something. odd. And yeah, like I want something or just looking at me weird. One lady even grabbed her, her daughter and grabbed it and pulled them the other way, you know, and walked the other way. And I'm like, I mean, I, I looked at myself, and I'm like, I don't look like a bum, so it's not like I'm going to mug you, and I have two kids. It's not like I'm trying to rob you, lady. Yeah. Like I'm just saying good morning. You know what I mean? So that culture shock is something that you don't see unless you experience both places. And a lot of people are like, well, I want to get out of Oklahoma. You can get out of Oklahoma, but you're going to experience all of that. You know, you got to look at the, at the pros and the cons. Like. Oh, yeah. The traffic, the cost of living. And I think the cost of living is what does this to people, if you ask me. Because, like... Um, they're so stressed with having yeah. to pay bills with, yeah. like... That they're like, man, fuck saying yeah. hi. Here's, here's, <laughs> I got bills to pay. Here's a perfect example. Um, one day I was at my uncle's house, and they had, like, his bills on the, on the counter. And we were sitting down, and I see his mortgage statement that had come in. His payment was $6,200 for his house. I looked at my uncle and I told him I couldn't go to sleep with a $6,200 mortgage. Like, and I'm like, how? Like, that's like a big chunk of like your income. Yeah, like, think fuck. about bro, it. Bro, and then like, you gotta, I, don't I, even... I feel like that's why like certain, like let's, let's say for example, the oil field folks, like that you would see that they get this job and then they make a go good, get the house and then they go get the big truck and then they're buying, they're going to the mall, and they're, you know. But see, that's the thing. And then when this shit is over, he's got all but that overhead, that, and then, fuck, man. That, that's, that's, 
that's the American culture for the most yep. part is depth, depth, depth. That's that's they're like everywhere you go, advertisement, whatever. It's like it's okay to be in debt. That's just the American yeah, way. Oh, just apply hey, for this you little, want this forty thousand for this little credit card right here? Oh, yeah. Forty fifty thousand uh, dollar truck? Get it, get it. It's okay. Payments are low. You know, so it's like do it. Yeah. You 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 get into this like culture of like. This new iPhone is uh, $1,500. Right. But it's $45 a month or $55 Yeah, a month. exactly. So it's like <laughs> you got to put yourself in that mentality of like minimalism. Like yep. the shit you just need. Like don't do all that extra shit. So like, you guys, you, both of you guys work at uh, yeah, Verizon. Verizon. Whenever you're in there, do you, how, how do you think? Do you think like I'm trying to hit these numbers or like, damn, I'm about to put these motherfuckers in debt? <laughs> well, we are competitive. For sure, like I, we like to talk numbers, so it's all what the customer wants at yeah. the end of the day. And I think it's a fine line too, because yeah. you have to be able to take care of them. Because you know, if you you just slam them with a bunch of stuff, then they're going to leave you a negative feedback, right. and then that affects your pay as well. So yeah. you have to be balanced. I think uh, kind of what he was talking about, as far as like everything is done on payments. Um, people just don't like working at Verizon. You'd realize that uh, people are like, "Oh, I want the latest iPhone." You know, oh, yeah, it's only, what, $50 a month. But it doesn't really sink in until they see their bill. Have you right. noticed that? No, yeah, for sure. And it's uh, like they'll They're have, like, Damn, why they'll why have the iPhone XS, more? which came out last year, and they want the new one. So it's like they don't realize. That how long it's going to take them to pay that phone right. off. Exactly. And, like, your phone is good. Who the hell is? But that's the thing, too. We live in, in, in a generation where, like. You guys probably see that shit a lot, huh? Like, yeah, yeah. like a Everything. family will come in and just buy like fucking seven of these bitches. Yeah, bro. And it's like, well, and think about that. Like, like, how much is your payment? Think about that. How much is your payment for your phone? Like 30, 40 bucks? Oh, that's why I got 30, it because I had the little, 30. you know, $50 a month. Uh, but think about that. A family of five or six or seven. Yeah, with bro. Five or seven of those Fuck. at $30 a piece. And, and, and what really the thing and the data so fuck, that's why people divorce and the thing that really irritates me and I cannot stand working in the cell phone industry is when the parents buy their kids the latest iPhone like bro that shit oh my god it's like are you the kid hating, is like, are you hating right I'm now hating, bro? bro I'm hating because like they don't need that shit. They no, can be man, cool with an iPhone to 8. be honest we don't need it <laughs> they can be cool with an iPhone 8 bro like you're uh, whatever. I was watching this thing whatever, today man. on social. How do you feel on social media? Are you big on social media? Uh, I mean, I use it enough for my, you know, to network and do my. You what's know, your screen, What's your screen time looking like? Yeah, <laughs> let me see that screen time. Let's 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 uh, actually put you on blast real quick. Like, actually, today, bro, and you were right because I remember you said like on my see. day off. My your shit went up. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. So uh, today you were on it a lot. I, I was guilty. Oh, that's why you were all turbulence when you pulled Showtivity. up. Yeah. So my crazy. biggest. Let me see right now. I'm, my, I'm about to check. This is probably going to be most five hours and fifty six minutes. Ooh, boy, boy, golly. <laughs> most of it is Robinhood because I do a oh, lot. Oh yeah. Of, oh, so yeah. Most of it this, is what Robinhood. So it's the stock trade. Yeah. Oh, he so had, that's good I did, then. Right? He, he, trading. Yeah, then. he did. Uh, he invested three grand. I remember him showing me. I'm using three grand of my money to invest in stocks. He got to eleven thousand. So yeah. that three grand turned, turned into, into eleven, 11. without nah. you, without doing shit. Well, not doing shit, yeah. but being on it, trading, yeah, selling, trading every and day. Th- that, that's pretty interesting. So, so while you're at work, like if you got a little time, you just fucking. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. on it all the time, man. It's crazy. <laughs> so, uh, uh, talk. 
to us about the market because you seem to have a little bit of experience on it because you're constantly on it selling trading what is your what is your sauce what is your trick so what do you what do you do do a little bit of two things half of it is on the regular stock market because it's open monday through friday and so on the weekends you can't sell or or no it's closed so so what time does the stock market open at eight o'clock if you're if you if you start trading pre pre pre-market opening and then 8 30 is when it's official so that's when you start getting on your phone and you're going ham yep from eight to what my bad from eight till about 3 30 okay now you have your and then your Bitcoin, your cryptocurrency uh See, that's market. the shit I don't get. It's open seven days a week. Mid-currency. Uh, cryptocurrency. Crypto like your currency. Bitcoins Bitcoin and shit. And yeah, okay. Yeah. That's it. That, that's, that's open. Free market. Clock. Yeah. And then there's no limit. There's no... Do you have a big it. chunk invested in that? Yeah. Yeah. I use, I use Bitcoin to be able to do day trades, and I do the stock market to kind of do... kind of ride the market. When I see the market kind of takes a dip like today... I'll invest money and then come tomorrow. What happened today? The market took a dip. It was it was down like six hundred. That's the thing with with. uh, Okay, so like why? When because I hear that all the time. Oh, the market took a hit. So different things. Uh, Today was pretty much Trump saying that he's not gonna back up a stimulus check until after the election. So that that's a, he's using everybody. It. Well, so he's using so, it to his, so basically, people aren't going to be spending a lot of money right now. They're not. He's um, using that to his advantage, so he can give votes. Like, oh, this motherfucker is going to give us a second check. Yeah. Boom, vote, votes right there. Oh, right. genius, genius. Yep. So there, I mean, there's a lot of things that can, you know, curve the market. Uh, yeah. Like the Apple phone, uh, iPhone releasing a new phone that could trigger the market. So yeah, Tesla. That that's who. So wait, not. so did that trigger in a positive or a negative? Either, either way. So, for example, so the, the iPhone, uh, September 15th, they were supposed to announce, everybody thought they were going to announce the iPhone. They ended up announcing the new watches and the iPad. So, Apple stocks went down because everybody was expecting the iPhone. Now, I don't know how the fuck that shit works. Why does it go down? Is it, what, why does it go down? It's panic selling is what it so is. So, people just start selling it? Yeah. So, for example, <clears throat> let's say, so Robinhood is actually pretty interesting to see uh, on what uh, technology has done to the stock market. Back in the days, the stock market, if you, want, if you had a little bit of chunk of change and you wanted to invest in the stock market, you would go to a broker. And the broker would do all the trading. You would just be like, here's the money. Do what you will. Take care of that take shit. Take care of it. And then he would make a fee or a commission fee for it. Right? That's long gone. Mm. Now, you could do free trades on Robinhood. And you could I do this how much, yourself. Okay, so what is this app that you're talking about? Robinhood. Robin. I'm going to send you a, a link because okay. I get a free stock. I got you. <laughs> but, I got you. But what's crazy These is that. These fucking Puerto Ricans, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to make Hey, man, it's free stock. <laughs> Shit, why not? But, so I think what's changed is now that Robinhood is an open market. Anybody can go in there and make trades. But because of it, anybody can also lose money because what they go in there and do, let's say you go in there, put $2,000, right, of your money. You're like, okay, this is my earn, all my money. I have faith in Apple. Let me put it towards Apple. But then something happens, and then you start seeing your $2,000 go down. People back You know out. what I mean? And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I don't want to lose my $2,000. I'm down like 400 bucks. Let me sell out right now. So that triggers the next person to do it, and the next person. The next thing you know, you have a, a bull run. So, so they just lose out. a bunch of fucking money out yep. of nowhere. And, and the same thing happened the other way around, too. Like, if, you know, there's a trade, somebody says something on social media, and they're like, oh, yeah, this stock's about to go up. Like, McAfee, he, he just got arrested, I think, yesterday, actually. But McAfee was a big 
trader. Yeah. Any any moves that he made in the stock market or cryptocurrency, uh, cryptocurrency, it would affect the market because if he bought something, everybody would start buying. McAfee, you said? McAfee. John McAfee is the guy that... uh, Why did he go to jail? He went to jail for not paying taxes on Mm. uh, cryptocurrency. These fucking millionaire Uh, uh, bastards, uh, 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 man. uh. They they find ways, man. Yeah. Um, Didn't Shaft go to jail for uh, tax evasion, too? uh, I wouldn't be surprised. But the thing with the stock market, I feel like you need to learn it. Oh, yeah. Because, like... You're not going to just go I, lose I, some money. I like I like to see, you know, I like that. I yeah, like socks that, that, and shit. That sounds much better than the casino, though. Exactly. Yeah. It's basically a casino. Uh, <laughs> remember when you, uh, what is it, yeah. a month ago or so? There was a, a TikTok video where they started pushing uh, a, a Bitcoin currency called Dougie Coin. And it was a, it was a, a Bitcoin that was created out of... Uh, nowhere. Like, nowhere. It was just like somebody made a Bitcoin, decided to call it doggy and then the icon was like a, a meme of a dog and they were like we'll see where it goes and then that currency started picking up well it didn't actually take off until somebody on tiktok said hey put all your money towards this blah 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 we're gonna get rich together and the next thing you know all the kids are you know hyping it hyping it hyping it hyping it next thing you know this coin is just like taking off and i mean so these dudes just started their own currency yeah, yeah. so but what but it's what's interesting about that is that how social media can trigger the stock market to go up or down, which like five years ago or ten years ago, that if, was not that if was a CEO a did that. Remember Martha Stewart when she went to jail? Yeah, that's basically what she went to jail for because yeah. she somebody, was doing some, fraud with it. No, somebody told her he's like, "Hey, you might want to sell this stock or whatever because it's about to go down." And she's like, "All right, let me sell," and boom, she sold it. So it's called insider trading. But nobody frowns upon whenever insider trading happens in public social media. So it's mm. interesting how the market is just it's, this year has been one of the craziest years for the uh, for the stock market. Not only because social media can affect COVID this, and all COVID that. can affect it, and and I mean, and even impulse buying or impulse selling from people that are not familiar with stock trading. Like once he sends you that link, boom, you're in the market. You could invest a dollar on Apple or a thousand dollars, but that doesn't mean that you're that you know much about trading and you could, you know, have yeah. the impulse buy it's or impulse sell. Yeah, it's, it's a, learning like because, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, man, he spends a lot of time on that shit. And it's like I want to get into it, but I don't got the time to be like, yeah. all right, now it's time to sell. Now it's time to buy. Now it's time to sell. You're running and a whole portfolio, basically. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so the whole social media thing, how do you feel about social media? Like what are your... We're talking positive, about, negative. We're talking about conspiracy theories. No, no, no. no. Just like, how do you feel? Social about media it? in general and our devices. Like, would you let your kids uh, have uh, social media and all that? They are on social media, okay. media right now. And I mean, as a parent, like you want to control what they do. But growing up, I mean, it's one of those things. Like, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do regardless of what your parents tell you. Yeah. Right. Whether it's you're going to watch porn, phone, masturbate. Right. You know, all the fucking do all stuff, shit you, you know. do as a teenager. Yeah. That's just what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. So you just have to make sure that you don't, you know, that your son doesn't end up being kidnapped or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, you know, I think that would be my main concern as a parent because yeah. I see these uh, videos and Amber Alerts and stuff and that shit is scary. Like, yeah. fuck. And it is real. Like It's real. Like, the other day I took, like, my son has a rule. Like, he's got that electric bike that I, that I bought in D.C. He... He loves that thing, you know, because it's, it's a normal bike, but it, it goes faster. Yeah. But I have this rule where I don't allow him to go anywhere by himself for many reasons. I mean, for one, it's an expensive bike. He can, anybody can mug him or, yeah. 
or the fact that, you know, Oklahoma is one of the highest states for kidnapping. You know, they take kids and then they, they so sell we're one of the highest sell their states? organs oh, yeah. and shit. Oh, yeah. They sell the organs in the black market. Uh, I saw a list of, of, of the prices of how much an eyeball and uh, yep. all that shit is, bro. And this, yeah. You can go on the dark web and literally buy anything you want, any part you want from any human. <laughs> it is crazy. And that is fed by the, this industry. How much is an eye? I don't know their list. I, I deleted all my shit, so I don't know. But it was, <laughs> it was crazy, bro. It was, like, expensive. It wasn't no yeah. $100. It was, like, it and was then, up there 3000 6000 Yeah. But that's, that's, that's messed up, man. But like, it's real. But and it's it, real. It is. And, and, and the other day, when he, we, me and my son and one of my best friends went riding uh, all the way downtown and back. And we went through this little trail. And my son just took off ahead of us. And I'm like, where's, where's Armand? And we're looking for him. And he comes back around the corner. And he's like, hey, Dad, this guy just walked up to me and say, asked me if I want to buy some beer. You know what I mean? Now, he could have been selling beer. He could have been trying to lure him in into a van, and then yeah, next you, you know, never he's, know he's what gone. it could be, man. You know? But it, it happens. I mean, huh, just look at Walmart selling beer. That's a good one because that's what teenagers like. They're yeah. looking for, yeah, you know. So that's that was yeah, definitely was a catfish. They were trying so, to get him into a so, van or some shit. But you see what I'm saying? That that can easily happen on an yeah, instant. And Oklahoma man. is a big state for that. The, uh, I was watching because I started this fucking. I just got rid of all my social media shit. And, How's that um, going, bro? It's going did, good. I, what did you get it. rid of? Facebook? Everything. Everything. So yeah. I personally got rid of Facebook about a year and a half ago. Completely. Mm-hmm. And have not looked back. Yeah. Now, I am on Instagram. Um, I don't do Snapchat much. And I'll probably come back to, like, Instagram or some shit. But I'm just yeah. going to... The thing... Um, I was watching a video where this guy was telling you, like... I guess he never had social media. This whole time, he's never had social media. Mm-hmm. Like, since it came around. So he gave you like three reasons where people uh, say it's okay to have social media. And uh, I'll send you guys the video because it's fucking interesting. But the biggest one was, oh, it doesn't cause no harm. That's what most, most of us say that. Like, it doesn't cause no harm, you mm-hmm. know. It's just, but he's like, bullshit. It does <laughs> cause harm. Like, if you look at all the research and shit that it does, I'm like, oh. What the fuck, bro? We're getting fucked by social media because it's like the casino. It's like yeah, the people, want, that, they, the, the people that develop this shit are makes it. Well, they develop it so our brain gets addicted to it. Like yeah, that's what I told you yeah, last time, bro. bro. Well, you, if you watch, but the, see, why do we keep using it? Like, why do if you know this? Why do you still have your apps? You that, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I told you about the Netflix social media dilemma. Watch yeah. it. It's just the same shit. Like it gives you like all this. Like they're collecting our data. They're collecting it. And, yeah, I probably am using this as a bullshit-ass excuse, but it's to promote this shit. Okay. But then that leads to me, after I promote, keep scrolling. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm aware of it. Yeah. I'm trying to control but it. But see, what that dude was saying is that you don't need social media if you have a product or a... Like, like I, if it's quality product, it'll get out there type shit. That's what I, I wanted. Because like, you think Joe Rogan is really active on his Facebook? Yeah, he is. He is. He is? He like, posts, he's actually he'll on post Facebook? a picture, like, oh, we had this guest. But and, that's, like, on his page, on his, like, business page. He's yeah, not, yeah, yeah, He doesn't yeah, yeah. have, like a, like, a Facebook profile, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I, I want to get to that point. I want to yeah. get to that point that I have somebody running the social media. Like, fuck all that shit. Like, I want to get to that point. Because, yeah, it's, it's like I said, I'll use it to promote it, and then... I'll end up getting distracted. And then I'm like, fuck. Like, so why did you delete your Facebook? Um, well, my main reason was kind of like him. I noticed that it was taking all of my time. 
Like it's one of those things that kind of drew you in and then you were just like browsing and browsing. Next thing you know, you're like, all right, I'm going to, you know, do a little browsing before I go to bed. Next thing you know, it's two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. So, and so after a while, since I have a lot of stuff going on between cars, music, kids, you know, stock trading, I was just like, I just don't have the time. Yeah. And personally, I just didn't see the point either because I felt like, I guess, pulling away from the music industry uh, when I stopped DJing, I realized that a lot of friends kind of went away because they were friends for friends with benefits, if you will. Yeah. Like they wanted something that I had to offer, but when I when I stopped DJing, they completely stopped. So I was like, all right, well, if these people have an interest, fuckers. Yeah, if these people are my friends just for that interest, then you know I don't I'm need cool. them as a friend. Yeah. So I literally just perched. I was like, I'm gonna turn it off, see how many people see I'm gone or not. And the people that call me are the ones that I'm, yeah, I'm still friends to that's day. cool. That's what I've been liking lately because I'm not, I don't, uh, like the past few days I haven't felt like uh, clouded with like uh, too much shit. Like I'm just like. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I'm not getting the whole, yeah, yeah notifications. You, you get to see. Even family. Even family. No, no, that's the thing that if, if you notice when you like see like, oh, uh so and so posted a story on their Instagram. Oh, you're, you're tuned shit. in, bro, because you get that, they, they do that. You, get, they do that. You, you basically, if you have the app, it'll say uh, Jay Poe just went live or exactly. Whoever. So or, you're like, oh shit, boom, and so and so posted a story, and you're like, oh boom, yeah. there you are. It's like they do they do that shit on purpose, or you have a memory well, to look it, back it, on, uh, one of on the, Facebook. One of the things that was big on there that makes you feel connected to people but you're really not connected you're really not connected it creates and then it's like you said like the bar industry and the whole people feel connected because you're in there drinking and you're in there like yeah 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 but then once you're gone it's like so ever since the social media became a big thing there's been higher depression higher suicide yeah teenagers that that, like are they're uh, like they're not going to get their driver's license can you believe that they're like less and less less teenagers why why are they I don't know it's I've seen study. that too. I've like, seen that. Like, bro, you got no, a badass fucking car, but you don't have a license. Exactly. Like, it's all social media. Like, it's they're not too confident. They they're not dating. They're not socializing. They're stuck on their phones. All social media. Yep. It, it creates that uh, depression. Like, yeah. That's why I love I love growing up in the '90s. Like I was not growing up in the '90s, but I was born in the 90s because we got four to see square and tetherball and shit. we yeah. fucking saw that transition we saw the big tvs become a fucking thin ass tv yeah. we saw the walkie talkies or fucking pagers you know all that shit we you saw were, the evolution you had to connect with people in a different way that you do now and remember you were saying something about that you know it it it, it, it draws you in and then it, it so essentially what it does is every time you hit the like button it Creates like a dopamine or yeah, some shit. Yeah, it, it creates a rush of dopamine, and dopamine is what makes you feel happy, content. Yep. So imagine people get addicted to this. Or, oh yeah. Or yeah. even seeing it. Like, yeah. Not I mean, like I gotta, hitting the like button, gotta, but I'm not seeing. It. Yeah, like this is this is like two today. days of me no, with no social media, bro. So I know. I mean, there's moments where I'm like. So, like, even taking a shit, I'm sitting there like, <laughs> like, oh, shit, what the fuck am I going to do now? <laughs> like, yeah. But think, think of it like this. Think 
of that feeling back when you were a teenager. And teenagers are savage. I mean, you, you know, when you're in that age between like 14, 15, like they're savage. Like yeah. if they're not your friends, they're your, your enemies, basically. Yeah. Like they're yeah. cruel as hell. For so imagine right. if they do that on social media and you don't have a way to see uh, like the meaning behind what they're saying. They can say something that is really, really hurtful and it can affect someone for the rest of their life. When they wouldn't say it in your, like they would, if it was like person to person, they exactly. wouldn't say no stupid shit. Yeah, like and that. you also notice that your shits tend to take a little bit longer like you're done you were done 15 minutes ago but you're sitting there fucking scrolling <laughs> your your fucking ass is still full of shit you need to clean it but you're still on your phone like i've been there for he, sure he lost sensation in the legs and bro for real like, <laughs> like these fucking phones man it's 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 a good and bad thing like good the good thing that i would say is like like as far as Facebook, like I've been able to connect with friends that like I went to high school, elementary school. Like, oh shit, like damn, it's good to see you or good to chat with you and shit. But either than that, maybe to promote my business. But, but let me ask you a question. Yeah, are you really connecting with them? Not or really. You, just to see. Hey, that's what's what up? I'm saying. That's that's a superficial feeling because you, just because they're on your friends list, right. you see their pictures and their families or what they've done, and you maybe exchange a couple words here and there. Makes you feel connected, but yeah. are you really connected? Yeah, man. see what I'm saying. See yeah, what I'm saying? yeah, yeah, yeah. So sure. that's what I noticed when I completely <clears throat> cut off uh, my Facebook, is that only the, the people real that really cared are message. the ones that called me. Yeah. Call you or message you? Yeah. yeah, and they call me on a you know not every day, but we talk you know every every couple months. Even family members call me and uh, call and check up on me, but. Whenever you're on social media, you don't do that. Right. Even yourself. You even don't even you know have, who's like, who's, you're like, you're basically clouded with all right. that yeah. shit. And, and you might have the best intentions to be close to like your family or relatives, mm-hmm. but just because you know that they're in your friends list and you feel like you're connected to them in one way or another, but that doesn't mean you're connected. It yeah. just means that you are on, the fr- on somebody's friends list. But see, I mean, even like just the whole, uh, I don't see people just pull up anymore you know like yep. like it's rare when uh well i guess here it, it's not because i still try to keep the old school fucking vibes you know but it's rare for somebody to be like just you know fucking pull up on you somewhere and be like i don't want nothing from you bro i'm just like how you doing yeah, <laughs> yeah as a teenager sure. imagine what that's like you know what I mean? Like when all you do and the only way you interact with someone is via text. That's what I yeah, used to do. Man. Exactly. Plenty. I used to pull up to my homie. Yeah. He, he used well, to like, let two houses let's down. Say when and I would bikes, just pull up. When you yeah. had bikes, you know, you'd be like, let me go see if this nigga a PD or somewhere. Or whatever. Yeah. Bike, and, and you would like even knock on the door right. and then be hey, like, and then, and then if that nigga didn't want to kick it with me, he would just tell his mom like, no, nah, tell him I'm not here. You know, or I'm sleeping or some shit. <laughs> yeah, so I'd be like, ah, fuck it. I'll come back later. So interesting thing. That I noticed two days ago is that I was running around with my son. We were just running errands, and we just happened to be in Edmond down the street from where his best friend lives. And I was like, hey, why don't you just hit him up, and we'll go get some ice cream. He's like, what? Like, he was like. That's, <laughs> That's weird, dude. Like, it, exactly. And I literally picked him up, and then he had another friend over. We all, go, uh, we all went to Brahms to have ice cream. And you see these kids interact with each other, and they're like. Don't I know mean, what to say. They don't know yeah, what to bro. say to each other. And I'm like, wow, like, because it's not like you go to your homie's house and then you're just like kicking it. Like these kids legitimately didn't know what to say to each other, having ice cream and didn't know what to do. Like have a normal conversation. Yeah. Like, like One friends. of my friends, he'll, he'll, Damn, he'll put it on crazy. Snapchat all the time and he'll be like kids nowadays. And then it's like uh, they're just both on the t- like they're on the couch 
but one of them is on this side on the tablet, and then one of them is on this side on the tablet. When, like, I was young, we'd be on the PlayStation together, you know, talking shit, like, ah, oh, what the fuck? Now it's know? online. Like, if they're on the PlayStation, he's in it at his house. They don't come, like, I would go to my homie's yeah, house. Yeah, bro, like, let's go and play this bro, game. My parents, I just probably, got this my parents would be pissed because I'd have a room full of fucking all musty and shit. <laughs> <laughs> have but, you guys ever gone to, like, a family reunion, and then you see, like, all the... Older people talking and having the time of their lives, and then you have the younger generation all sitting in the couch with their phones like this. Yeah, or, or you're getting fucked up on Snapchat, like putting the shots on there. Ah, <laughs> oh, that was another one, man. Uh, yeah, especially Snapchat, and it's like uh, I gotten a lot better with that during. Like it, it took me time, but to not be fucking. First of all, everybody's business watching every goddamn single snap. That's why I had to just cut the apps out. Like, I yeah. just deleted them because if I have them, I'm gonna look in there. Yeah, it's like with anything. Like if I have some weed, I'm gonna smoke that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the beer, that's why I got rid of that shit because I was like, if it's there, nah, I'm gonna bro. drink it. <laughs> uh, no, nah, I'm fucking proud of you for that, bro. Because it takes a lot. You know, it takes a lot to just cut the shit. Realize to to start with. You know, like I right, I need to stop this shit. Yeah, I have a fucking problem. I need to stop this shit. And it's one of the biggest things that everybody's addicted to, like social media. You, you just cut it off and shit. And it's like, now you, you're going to do the, you haven't uh, drank? I haven't. I haven't yet. Because the, 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 the largest margin have you done was 11 days, right? Yeah. So are you looking to break that record? Yeah. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's do see. it. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. Yeah. You already caught on fucking tape. So yeah, I'm going to hold you accountable to that shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, a lot of interesting things, man. So. When it comes to, to, to this, this topic, and it's going to be, uh, we were talking about the other day about time travel. Mm-hmm. You think that's a thing? I you even think we travel in time. That's what we know. talked about. Yeah, like, it, there's so many, I mean, if you look online, there's a lot of videos that can probably justify somebody mm-hmm. believing that. But then again, there's the deep fake videos that you can make anyone say anything at any given time with some video editing, too. Yeah, You know what I mean? So you don't know what to trust. And I'm one of those people that I don't believe in anything, but I also don't turn down anything because you just never know. You know what I mean? Like like you were saying earlier, like presidents might know something that we don't know or people with money might know something we don't know. And then, I mean, think of it like this. Who do you think is above the president? You think it's knowing? Things? As far as power, you think is is it? The Wait, CIA? let him finish. Let him finish that thought because oh, we do this shit bad, a lot. Bad. Oh yeah, my <laughs> no, bad, my bro, bad. See, no. that's the turbulence right there. <laughs> One thing. But I mean, what I was saying is, uh, as like, far as time travel, think think of it like this though. Like, I'll give you an example. Let's say you were the president of the United States, right? And you just found out that aliens were a thing, and we were harboring for since you know since since the what is that thing that happened in the sixties in Arizona. So basically, I'm of the president, and I just found out that the pres- that the aliens exist, okay. and you you just got that put in your lap. And okay. would you tell everybody? Oh, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, would you be? Would you I come probably, out yeah. in public? I'd probably be a terrible fucking president because I would yeah. be. Uh, yeah, I probably yeah. But think sure. think of what it can do to the rest of to to everything. Think of it like this: the repercussions. We were talking about the stock market. If you went in the air live and thing. said... But what would aliens but do? But that's the thing, though. I feel like they... That's why I ask you the question, like, is there a power above the president? Because I feel like there, there's got to be out of the 50 presidents or whatever fucking presidents we're in right now, 
There's got to be one that was like, man, I want to tell everybody there's an alien, but they're you like, think it's classified. Was? You, think you can't say that. And see, bro, that's why I like there's those people like Alex Jones that are like, oh, you know, he, he told that dude, he was like, uh, if you want to come to the United States, you can, I'll teach you how to shoot a rifle and you can become a good old, uh, what do you say? Patriot. Uh, Patriot. Yeah. Like there's, I, that's what he's about is like, he, he believes that the, I think the people should know, they should know everything, you know, yeah. what he's mad about is that type of shit. Like. There was aliens, or why are you hiding them? Or why right. are you? Yeah. But that, I think that's not. I don't think it's up to the president. I think it's. It, I want it. It is based to on an consp- extent, though. Well, to an extent, but I think there's conspiracy conspiracy theories that say like it's CIA. The CIA is the one that's above. CIA responds to the president. I think if any they respond to the but if anyone was above the president when it comes to making global decisions, I would say it would be like the United Nations. Or maybe even the people behind the World Bank, the the the, the very mm-hmm. very wealthy people behind like the Rothschild yeah. family or the Chase family, you know these people have money beyond Elon Musk or and, uh, and your Bezos and shit. So they're the ones that have the money monetary power to be able to manipulate anything in the world. But to the question that I was saying, like imagine if somebody told you, okay, we do have aliens. What are you going to do with that information? Like, you couldn't just come out to the public and say, yeah, this, it is true. Because think about what it could, it could trigger. It could trigger the stock market to plummet. Think of what it could do to religion as a whole. You know, think about how religion, the Bible says there's a God and Jesus was his son. So and what we you're saying that if, like, as a president, I would, I would throw everything off if I told them that there's think, aliens. Exactly. Like, think of it like so biblical, you, uh, like, like, the Bible, for example, right? Regardless of your religious belief, you believe there's a God, there's a son, and the humans were built to God's image, right? So if there was an alien, and let's just say, hypothetically speaking, they look like the, you know, the little green yeah. things. Yeah. What it would do to religion? It would literally debunk religion and dis- like think of what it could do globally. People would be confused as fuck. Yeah, it, I would, think it would literally cause, like, cause chaos, mass or- chaos. I mean, think about it: the Mormons, the Muslims, all all of them are gonna be like, like where did this come from? Like, who are these people? Like, if if there is no God and there's and the humans aren't built, you know they weren't made to God's image, it would destroy religion as a whole. Like, it would literally put an end to it. At, from that point yeah, forward, yeah, yeah. it would just literally. <laughs> yeah, you would like, know. Eric comes out with a suit. Uh, well, I believe there's aliens. Uh, I discovered that ET is alive. Like, oh, so smoking the blunt, the little blue, the little blue dragon. Yeah, and, and uh, discovered you know that we do. It's in Area 51. Like, <laughs> yeah. man, now now people are really gonna storm oh, that bitch. I'm gonna throw a, a wrench your way. What if you if aliens didn't look like the green monsters? What if they were like you and me? Yeah. What if so, they were from another planet? So what you're saying is that at that point, the president probably was like, nah, fuck that. I'm not about to have that on my plate. So he was just like, let's exactly. just hide this I mean, shit. Think about how he handled coronavirus. This October, November last year, December, like there was talks on the, on the media about uh, there's this virus and this expanding, blah, blah, blah. So you saw that on the news. Everything was hush, hush. January, same thing. February. It wasn't until March where... It blew up. It blew up. And Trump said, oh, 
yeah, we got to do something about this and bloom. And then you saw the stock market high crash, biggest crash in history. And he hadn't done it because he already knew that that was going to exactly. happen. I actually come January, as soon as I saw that it was coming out of China, I literally went to my 401k and I kid you not, moved everything to bonds. I took everything from all the different uh, selections that I had and moved everything to bond because I was like, if the market crashes, I want, the, I want my losses to be minimal. And boom, come March 18, it crashed. Yeah. Like the moment the president acknowledged Announced coronavirus, that shit, everybody, was like, yeah. everybody just, but that's what I'm saying. Like, imagine if something like that happened. Like, if, it would if, fuck everything up, basically. Everything, everything. And, and, and I mean, look at months later, and granted, coronavirus is still here, but even, even now, he's still kind of in denial. He's trying to low play it. I mean, not to. He just got it. Yeah. Well, man, fuck. It's because it's like the United States is just a big ass company. Like, <laughs> so it's like you can't just make a, uh, like when we worked at Gold's, you can't just make one decision because, or you guys at Verizon, you can't just fucking. Exactly. It's like, above your pay. Fire three employees because then you're going to be short staffed and shit, you know, even though you find out that they're so, so like, shitty employees. Yeah. <laughs> to his point, like, if, imagine if time travel was a thing and they've been experimenting and they've been testing this for years and they've been doing this and that's the reason why we have all these Mandela effects. They wouldn't come out and say it. You know what I mean? And They'll they wouldn't just do be, it. Yeah, and there wouldn't be any proof about it. And even if there was, whoever whoever came out and say, oh, this is my proof, everybody looked at him like they would be crazy. Like Alex Jones. A lot of people. Poor guy. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of, like, even... But only the real ones fuck with him. Yeah. The, the the real ones that he has a fan base behind him and it's like yeah i, I appreciate what he does yeah, you know he's man. he's we need people like him most of the time i'm surprised he's still alive but most of the time they'll For put real. him down they'll put people like him down like that's another thing man it's whoo yeah. i mean uh the another one was a bruce lee thing the way he died it they they say he took some pills and died but some other conspiracy theories say that it had to do with the mafia in china and shit like he was too powerful they did. It was just like this guy over here, you know, trying to be famous and shit. Like he has to pay either the mafia rent or protection. Oh. So it like it caused, he basically paved his own way, and then it was so like, he gave yeah. me some money, basically. Yeah, and then the mafia wanted some money, so it turned out to be like a, this weird, you know, because were he was planning a movie with somebody, according to you know the stories and stuff. He was planning this movie, and they were getting an actress in that I guess she was famous too, and. The, the his manager left him alone with the chick, and it turned out to be some crazy shit where he took some pills. But it, he, it, it was trying to get crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, like it's it's a lot of crazy shit, man. So, so I don't know, man. I, yeah, he's, so I it's believe, a lot. I believe lot. in some of that stuff, but I don't, I take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. You That's what, what I mean. I I'm too. open to hearing what anybody has to say about anything. Same. But unless I it's see fun. it with my own eyes. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun to sit. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'll look at documentaries and, like, analyze and take my take. Not what the fucking documentary says. I'll be like, all right, how true is this? What makes sense? What doesn't? And then just. You, you got to live your own I'm research. Still live, yeah, I do my own research. And I'll still live my life. I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck. Like, this world is crazy. Like, fuck. I've you know? always been that way. Even when I was little in Bolivia, we, I went to a Catholic school. And I kid you not, I got kicked out. <laughs> Because I kept doing my research. You were questioning I kept, shit. I questioned everything. Like, I started questioning them about the dark ages and how come, you know, religion was killing people that didn't believe in this religion and how were they were making these, like, I mean, they were, they were like, literally taking, taking sticks and putting them up, peop, up people's ass and then putting them in the middle of a, of a city and then burn them to death because they didn't believe in 
you know, Catholicism. So you were you asking know? them, like, why, did, like, why were they doing right. shit like this? I'm like, why? You know what I mean? So I, I, I kept asking so many questions to the point that I got kicked out eventually. But, you know. They were I, like, you better get out of here before we fucking burn you and put you <laughs> on a stick, boy. Basically. But uh, just with, and it's just like with anything. Like, he's, he was saying, like, I, I'm open to everything. You're pretty open-minded when it comes to these yeah. kind of topics and, like, listening to stories, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. I think. Did, did you go to college? Mm-hmm. Are you sending your kids to college? I want to, but. Yeah. It's all up to them? Yeah, it's all up to them. Well, what did you go to college for? Uh, compu- well, initially computer science, but then I switched to computer graphics and animation, and I got a minor in IT. What, what was the last one? IT. IT, mm-hmm. and then that's what you you're actually using it like that's what you're actually use uh, right out of college. I used the computer graphics more. I started a multimedia company to do like uh, pretty much uh, all the um, logos and uh, stationery and all the design. Like pretty much the 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 front face of most companies. So okay. like for example, McDonald's had you had the M logo and you had to make everything behind it. I would go to companies that were just being built or somebody that was starting a little company and be like, all right, I will create everything, your whole persona. The whole image. The whole image of a company. So I did that for a few years until I moved to Oklahoma. And then when I moved to Oklahoma, I did printing for for a long time. Okay. So telling you, man, uh, we, uh, as of right now, we've been here for an hour and 38 minutes. Um, We covered a fucking lot. That was a lot of stuff. (laughs) Yeah. We talked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, anything else you guys want to cover? Man, um, I think shit. We talked about everything. If anything, the college thing—that was. Uh, do you think college is necessary? I honestly do not because no. like, it goes down to like yeah. depending on the profession. Because like, because yeah, I mean, like you showed you, you basically told me you went to college and then you did all this and stuff. But at the end of the day, you ended up here. Here's the thing: like, I my school was forty thousand dollars a year. Right, and I got a scholarship for it. Had I not gotten a scholarship ah. for it, you took advantage. I would, but I would have been mad that I had to pay that kind of money because think about it. I graduated with a major in computer graphics and animation. I didn't work. I never worked on any type of animation industry. I ended up doing graphic design, which I could have learned at any trade school. Yeah. And ended up doing printing, which I could have learned that just got a screen print press. And yeah. I could have gotten a part-time job at a printing press and then learned that myself. You know what I mean? And then I went into sales. Because that sales has always been a passion of mine in in music. Yeah. So I was like, well, so I honestly don't think college is for everybody. It is for some. Like if you were, if you have a, you're, if you're keen on like science, right, and you can make a living making a vaccine for the coronavirus, or if you're going to be a dentist, or a, uh, well, uh, I don't know about dentist. Do you do you need? <laughs> Do you you do right? Like but to be a dentist, you gotta you have do, like a bachelor. Yeah, it's like it's kind of yeah. it's you a do doctor, need, no? Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do yeah. have. To, you have to. It's a doctor. Yeah, dentist. Dentist is be making money, bro. Yeah. You gotta keep about them it. clean, like them teeth clean, man. But think about a lot of industries where you don't need a college degree and you can make a lot of money. Plumbers make a lot of money. Plumbers. Anybody that starts Mechanics. a business. Anybody that starts a business can make. A good, yeah. good living. Anybody that's in sales, any type of sales, whether it's cell phones, whether it's uh, you know re- real estate sales or any type of craftsmanship yeah. stuff, if you're really sales, good yeah. at yeah. it. Like anybody yeah. in sales, like we just met a guy mm-hmm. that sells tools, makes one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year selling tools of of a truck. Like, oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah. So like you don't think a lot of the people that are in this industries 
that that guy probably went to college for something else and then now makes more money doing something else. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of people that go to college and they just go to college because that's what they're being told. That's what the society System wants you to wants do. You to System, do. Yeah. like everything. If you think about it, it's geared towards school and they drill it to you that you have to go to college or else, right? Yeah. But they don't teach you the fundamentals. Like, for example, like I was ta- having a talk with someone else the other day. I believe that if I would have had someone talk to me when I was in 10th grade, 11th grade, or 12th grade about taxes, mm. about credit, credit, about how to start a business, how business, how business credit works, or any of those, those five fundamental t- things that you would think that, you know, the, the, like they the would whole, teach you in school. Like uh, the sales, you know, like uh, yeah. maybe like a little small little sales thing. Yeah. Like. So you, like... If somebody would have taught me that, I honestly can tell you that I probably wouldn't have gone to college. I probably would have started a business. I probably would have, you know, been a lot further than now. I mean, look how many cars I've had. You know, if I would have vlogged about it 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I would have been up there with those. You would have already had a YouTube channel. Exactly. So, like, there's different ways that you can make money. And I think it's just a society. uh, Like, even right now, uh, doing homeschooling with the kids... I realized that the whole system is set up to be able to, everything revolves around money. Schools are set up to not teach you anything other than pass a test, a state test, so they could get money. So right now you're going through that whole process of homeschooling and stuff. Exactly. So how, how is that? Tell us about that. It's, it's an eye-opener because, like, like I was saying, is like, I'm like, none of this stuff is relevant to their future. And how much information are they retaining yeah. behind the screen? Exactly. And most of it is not something that they're going to use on a day-to-day basis or that is going to teach them anything for their future or livelihood. So it's an eye-opener. And see, that's crazy because it's coming from like an educated person that is out there in the real world settling, making a living. You know what I'm saying? That's fucking crazy. Yeah. And, and, and that's another thing. It's just it, it bogs my mind how like – and I, and I guess in a way, it's just how society is is meant to work. Like, if you think about it, somebody's meant to have a company, right? Somebody's meant to have workers for that company. And then those workers have to have less knowledge than the person that made that company so they can keep the gears running. Yeah. That way, taxes can be paid to the government. That, that person can own that business and they can provide for those for those people. That way, they can provide for their families and bring... You know, and keep the lights on and have a roof over their head. But if you think about it, if everybody knew how to open a business and if everybody had that common knowledge, you'll be less likely to work for somebody. You'll be more likely to open your business. Yeah. And there'll be less people going to college. And think about the or if you do effect. end up getting a job, you'll get paid more than than just like an average person that doesn't know mm-hmm. shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You're not starting at basic salary like you can start a little yeah damn no it's it's a it's a lot i think it's uh we're gonna have uh next we're gonna have a my homie he's a teacher he teaches and he's doing the online thing Mm so uh we had a couple of parents request to have a teacher and kind of explain and break down because they've been struggling like it's frustrating man it is that's one thing that i was thinking about i'm like bro how like it's crazy that teachers have to go to school and go go through a whole process to even become a teacher. So out of nowhere, now parents became teachers. Like, yeah, yep. 
Like what if the what if my dad was a special ed ass nigga? You know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. <laughs> and you have, you have to also remember that, like, for example, the math that I learned when I was in college is completely different than the math that they're teaching today. So, like, a lot of times I'm looking at this math homework that they're having, and I'm like, how do you what what is happening here? Like, I know how to get the result, but all this extra stuff and all these steps that they've come up with is a dip, different type of math. So math has changed. The end result is the same, but the math itself has changed. So, and it's parent, crazy, bro, because I remember I know what you're talking about. I remember being in math class, and I get in trouble because, or we would get in trouble if we didn't write out the whole like our math teacher wanted us to write like all, the every whole step, fucking yeah. equation, and he wanted to see how we got every to where like certain kids were smart, so they were like, I don't. Like, I don't need to do that step because I already know, you know, so. The result. And he would be like, no, I still want to see that you know how to get everything. So I'd be like, damn, bro. So we'd have these fucking long ass equations and shit. Like, imagine if you had a kid that got dropped off and then you had to help him with homework. How that would be. That's how every parent is having to go through right now, you know? And and it's it's tough. Like, my daughter has a a hard time also focusing. Uh, That's a big thing. Like, my my boys can do the homework real quick. You know, twenty minutes, hour, hour and a half, they get it knocked out, and they're playing video games. My daughter can, I mean, she can wake up doing homework and go to sleep doing homework, and she still won't get it done. You know, because she just can't focus. Everybody, uh, everybody uh, learns different. Everybody is, learns different. Yeah. Hey, respect to all the teachers out there that are good teachers, because man, I remember I used to make my math teacher fucking angry, miserable, and shit. <laughs> Shout huh? out to Mr. Stafford. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, can you imagine the teachers with the, what's going on on their end, too? Because imagine now you you went from having 25 to 30 kids to having 300 kids that you have to grade. You don't see them. You just see their grades and their papers oh, and everything so they weird. do online. You so know what I mean? Weird. And then half of them are not technologically this is, savvy. Uh, d- definitely a historic fucking moment. Like, to be honest, I think all these little fuckers are going to fail. <laughs> like... <laughs> I don't think they're going to fail because they've learned to to uh, to uh, cheat. <laughs> There's websites out there that yeah, give you their answers. Uh, yeah. If anything, I think they won't retain any information. Yeah, that's they, for sure. They won't retain be a information. Ass year. Yeah, they won't retain information, and I think what's going to do is going to train them to try to cheat. Because and I they think can the parents it. are eventually going to say "fuck it" too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck get it, your cheat. take your ass. No, take your ass back to school. Let's look for these fucking yeah. answers and just <sighs> fuck it. <laughs> now, can you imagine what'll happen if fuck. they? A lot of these parents get tired of it and eventually like, yeah, forget about it. Just go go back to Bro, school. Bro, because some of my friends, they've been like really frustrated. They'll be like, like, uh, just because it, like some kids really have trouble learning. Like, mm-hmm. I think he well, said. Well, it's hard to like <laughs> when you're behind like, a tablet. He was like, it, it was a pond in the lake. So I, I told him it starts with a P. So he says lake. I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> a P and an L are two complete different things. Yeah, like, it's uh having the teacher there and if the teacher does a good job of keeping the students engaged while they're at in class yeah that's bro. that's all right you because can get I, some information and then but. i was telling him i was like bro imagine that's your son a teacher has to deal with like 20 of these kids in one time so and another thing too is like you have to going back to the social media talk that we were talking about social media has trained these kids to have a very short time attention span, span. Yep. So, like, think about it. Like, TikTok is designed to be just a short video that could catch your attention and then go from one to another, another. So, Snapchat, same thing. So, all all of this 
social media that they're involved in submerged is teaching them to be have a short sp- attention span but all the classes and all the learning and everything that it's they have is complete is a long form, form. Oh. so that's why kids are struggling is because they keep they can't keep that attention span so like it's 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 gonna take an effect like uh them. write an essay of this fucking long or whatever and like you think the kid is gonna have time to just write all that crazy like and it's crazy, man, because I remember I went to, thankfully, I went to, like, a school where they actually taught you. But I remember at U.S. Grant, they had to do a final paper. That was how they would graduate. And I, li- uh, I cut hair, so I would have these kids that'd be like, bro, we have to write this paper, and I'm not going to graduate if I, don't, if I don't write it. Like, how do I do this shit? Like, they're, they're com- that's how they're going to graduate, but they don't know how the fuck. How and they, they figure out how to do it. Like, some of them, I would help them or, you know, they'll cheat to fucking yeah. do it. But they'll pass. But I'm like, whoa. Like, now, no, it's crazy. Now, picture this, like, five years down the road or ten years down the road with these kids go to the work. Society, place, bro. Society. Like, with attention spam of a fish. And they don't know anything but to pass this test, but it didn't help them at all. You know what yeah, I mean? So, man, it's going to it, – it's reshaping the – you know our future in a way that it's not good like in my opinion yeah know? man i agree uh, we'll just have to wait and see there's <laughs> not much we can do at this point because it's you yeah. know it's yeah it is what it is you know so uh let's go ahead and wrap this up because uh, it's been quite the minute we're about to hit the two hour mark um and i don't want to edit this shit so, <laughs> uh it was a good ass conversation so i appreciate you for taking the time to give us the good you know the good stuff the good information uh it's definitely going to be a fun one to edit so right, appreciate man. you man we're going to go ahead and wrap this up oh, shit. <laughs> God damn. but yeah ladies and gentlemen we're going to wrap this up peace I'm dropping everything <laughs>